tags, no tags. What's up, good people? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Midnight Drop. It's your host, Jordan Malone, with your very special guest, Zachariah VC. Say what's up, my guy. Hey, what's going on? As you get a little closer to the mic. Too. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, you all good, bro. It's good to have you here over here, man. We have a very special episode. Where we're going to be talking a lot about VC, how he's doing, talking about a lot of just his business in terms of microphones. My microphone's about to fall. <laughs> oh, really? Hold I on. swear, that's been happening the entire time. Hold on. It's like we've been setting up for an hour. Bro, yeah, it's going to be weird. Okay, I think we good. Man, fuck this shit. We might have to do something. But no, nah, uh, nah, but right here, VC, we're just going to be seeing like how he's doing, uh, talking about his business in terms of the crypto world, uh, understanding some things regarding stuff that we have discussions about, regarding race and technology, and a bunch of other things as we get on here. But if you're new to the Midnight Drop, you should know how it is. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can go ahead and follow the Midnight Drop on all the platforms down below in the comments section. And if you want to go in and comment any comments, concerns, considerations, or rants, if you hate this podcast, you can go ahead and DM me at 615 underscore chill or email me at jordancamon, C-A-M-M-O-N, at outlook.com. And also be on the lookout for new episodes coming up this coming up week and next week. But until then, that is the Midnight Drop. Let's get into it. Alrighty then. All right, scoot up a little bit so you can get into that scene because okay. I I don't know how these how these uh these yeah we, we go. gotta hold them make sure they just don't fall. Well, I, I might have some ratchet we might do later on. Oh, <laughs> we might do some real ratchet later on. Actually, okay. Actually, you know what? No, nah, we taking this shit off. You just, you just gonna hold it? No, hold on. No, I'm gonna do this because this is unscrew the thing on the bottom. <laughs> unscrew the thing on you the bottom. You serious? Okay, 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 yeah. okay. All right, I'm taking it off. Yeah, unscrew the top. Unscrew the top. Yeah, we're doing. We're making an executive decision. This is <laughs> okay. Okay. God damn it! Is it like this? Oh wait, yeah, that. it does. Yeah, we're doing that. Am I doing the right thing? No, you're not. <laughs> unscrew the thing. So like, okay, hold on. Like this. God damn, guess. <laughs> I, I wish I saw you do it. I looked back and then you had it off. No, but uh, okay, I got you. Hold on. It's okay. I can just hold that. No, that's ghetto. Well, that little more ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't. <laughs> I was shit. It was something. Oh wait, did this piece fall? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this piece broke. Oh wait, no, we did. No, no, no. It's just a twist off. It's a twist off. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is this? So yeah, hold on. I'm about to unplug this. God damn! What you do to my mic, man? <laughs> Yeah, it's on there pretty tight. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's damn. This That's is why tight. I was doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was doing that. Right? Damn. There we go. I thought I was tripping. Okay. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If anyone out there listening, we just trying to unscrew these mics. Yeah. We're just trying to get started. Yeah, we're trying to trying to get something together. <laughs> this over here just looking 
crazy. We got the stands on the table, and both the boom arms just kept falling, so we just about to hold these microphones. It's okay. It, it feels like I'm hosting the Oscars low-key, so. All right, we got it. You all good now? Yeah. All right, cool. Hey, this ain't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no bad. <laughs> Yeah, this ain't so bad, but no, nah, thanks for coming into the show. Please. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, bro. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been good shit. How you been? How you doing? How's your mental? Uh, bro, my mental, it's been really, really good. Um, I would say, like, recently, I've been, like, waking up at, like, 5 a.m., and then I've been trying to, like, go to the gym and then actually start on my day. But, I mean, if anybody really knows me, I already sleep early. You know, people used to make fun of me, especially, like, in college, to be like, man, BC, he can't stay awake past 10 p.m. Because I'd be dozing off, like, as soon as it hits 11. Oh, yeah. So, it, it really helps, you know, because I wake up early. I get more out of my day. I just can't stay up late. I just, I've never you been be, a night owl. That's weird because I've seen you stay up past, like, 10. Bro, we've what? done it together. Bro, I don't, I don't know what I was on. I don't know, cause like you'll see me do it, but I'll be on special occasions. Like you can ask my brother and sister; they'll be like, "Nah, man, like who?" Like I remember that night where we went to like was it some party or something? We came back from, and then we we came back to like uh, it was that time I think we were just walking, and then we were chilling. We got to see Anna. For the first time And then some other girl Came up to me oh. Said you should follow me On Snapchat And get my number Yeah That was freshman year right Yeah Nah freshman year I mean like You got you And then you stayed In my fucking room <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I be in your room We yeah. were up till four <laughs> No, because that was that's when I was like locked out of my room. Because yeah. I remember, like, we had came back from that party. I do, I do remember. And I went and I pat myself down. I was like, ah. And I was just like, you know that ah when you don't have your key and you're like, I'm a grown child. Like, I can't lose my key. And so I'm, I'm knocking on my door and obviously I can't hear my roommate. And I'm just like, no, because he lives in Atlanta, so he was gone. Yeah. So I knew, yeah. and I'm just like, dang, I'm I'm gonna have to rough it with Jordan. And I was just like, hey, man, I can I you. sleep on your floor? I got you. A, I got you a fucking blanket, a pillow. <laughs> I told you, you sit right here, bro. I was, I can't tell you, I was so grateful just to have that because I was like, bro, like my roommate was in there, like, oh, what's up, bro? Okay, he's sleeping on the floor. Bro, All right, peace. Facts, and it was like 3 a.m. type deal. Like it was, it was like in the way am, and I was just like, man, I pray to God this man's door, he answers it. Oh, I was up. I was up just watching, like, I, I didn't have my TV around that time. I was up on my laptop just looking at stuff, and then it was hard for me to go to bed anyway, so I was like, okay. But I remember that night, like, I think I was coming back from, that was, like, one of the worst nights for me. What? Why? Because, I'm, I ain't gonna name no names, but that was a terrible night. That was when I said, fuck parties. <laughs> Oh, Fuck going out. Okay, so this is when, so this is when I went out with uh, some of my Clark friends mm-hmm. to a rooftop party, and we were all chilling. And you know, I was kind of just walking around. See, everybody they go out to parties, they have a good time, they chilling. Me, I'm surveying the area. I'm self conscious. <laughs> I'm self aware. I'm like, this shit ain't popping. You know, y'all y'all niggas breaking fire codes and fire violations. Oh, y'all having too many people. When this whole rooftop gonna fall in, in itself? Like this is ghetto And it, it was just too much To the point where Like think about it Like with COVID times Everybody was afraid Of being next to each other And I was too It was like six feet Six feet Right Bro right. back in the day I was like man Get the fuck off me Six, <laughs> six said, feet Hey man I'm a <laughs> It was crowded as hell And then 
uh, the people I went with and this one girl that not gonna lie, I was trying to holler at freshman year. All right, facts. She would. She was just doing her own thing. So I said, I'm going to leave. And I do this thing all the time where I go to parties and I go out to the back door. I go out from the back door and I just kind of like, all right, I'm 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 out this bitch. Right outside, I'm just over there chilling. And then my dumb ass phone died. So I, had, I couldn't even get an Uber or a Lyft. But I was like, let me see if I could do something. So I had to go to the gas station across the street, go get a charger, uh, had to plug it up at the gas station. What? Barely charged. It was my phone was raggedy. Had like a Samsung, like seven S or some shit like that. Sheesh. When the ten S came out, so I was like, "This is ghetto." <laughs> but uh, I ended up. Uh, there was a person, you know. Oh, I'm not. Word. I'm not. Yeah, nah, nah. I got. I, I ain't gonna say the name, but this dude. It was the first time where like you finally see somebody be two faced because I asked him. Can we get an Uber and I lift with you guys back to the school? And they're like, sure. Dude over here talking about, wait, 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 wait. I want to. <laughs> what? I want to give me some. <laughs> no, 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 man. I want to give me some hoes first before we go back. Wait. And this man some, some real, says some real crazy shit that made me just jo- drop my jaw. And I was just like, <laughs> am I being a bitch right now? Because like, <laughs> I really just want to go home. <laughs> the guy straight up. Was I there with you that night? No, you weren't. We just saw each other. Oh. After I finally convinced the dudes to get the Uber and the lift, the, to get the lift, uh, which funny enough, that was the same lift driver I had in like two nights in a row. She was cool. <laughs> but funny thing enough, uh, I think me and you, we had saw each other while we were walking, while we were walking across like the campuses, and we decided to just walk and talk and just chill. That yeah. was it. Because I think I remember you telling me about something kind of like that had happened to you right at that moment. Because I kind of remember that story. Because I told you what the hell happened. I told you what the guy said. Yeah. The guy had said, I'm going to be real with you. I don't even know if I want to say this shit. <laughs> 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 Fuck, it's been four years. Hey, uh, no, But this guy straight up said, man, like during the time he was trying to find like his quote unquote hoes, which he never got. I'm most definitely. I know. He was looking around talking about, man. Get the get the fat white bitches. They're the easiest to get. <laughs> and I was like, what? What are you do- what? What are you even talking about, man? And I'm like, hey, that's man. I'm like, that's wrong in so many levels. And then she ended up finding some white women. And they didn't even go with him. That, they I, didn't, they, they, his whole theory was wrong. His whole theory, I swear. Cause I I now I know who you're talking about and I'm laughing. Cause I can see that person doing that. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous, man. Yeah, you know, I, I swear, because that's like, those are the people that are like, you know, <sighs> you know, because I grew up in boarding school, right? Like an all boys boarding school, all that. And we always had like a code, you know, like bros first, right? Like yeah. you always make sure your bros are good because they're going to be there for you when, you know, you have your heartbreaks, you have your, you know, your downs. And it's just kind of like, dang, like he, I, I know that person really didn't have that type of connection with like guys, and I'm just like, bro, like you need to have something like that. Or how, like, how do you have fun? Like, are you always trying to talk to someone? Like, I'll tell you right now, freshman year, everybody was trying to talk to someone, trying to holler at something. Oh, freshman! I mean, that's freshman year. You see everybody, you're like, oh my god, like that's when you're at so... your horniest. That's when you're at your horniest. Yeah, you're, you're like 18. You're like, oh my god, like I can't believe I'm doing this. I wonder if so and so can like hop through a window. Like, can I, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and 
you know, these are real thoughts that you think, and you're like, man, like, if I can sneak past that RA, I'm good. Like, you say, hey, you, you start having people distract other people. You're like, hey, I need you to talk to so-and-so real quick so Yo, I can get her. It's, it's crazy when it's like things are much easier at PWIs where you can just bring in anybody you want. You know what? But at HBCUs, it's like it's like a whole, you got to plan a whole tactic. You got to plan, you got to have some plans out there, some blueprints right. of your entire dorm. You got to figure out what times, which person coming in, which person's coming out. Because it is ridiculous with the rules, man. It was funny because I was talking, I was just talking to Guyton about this the other day. Shout out, shout out. The guy. Shout out to Guyton. He, um, he actually, uh, you heard about news, right? Yeah, Howard. You know, that was crazy. I'm so crazy glad for him. Um, I'm so proud of him. He really is, you know. Sound like you sound like his mama. <laughs> I, I, damn near, damn near. I'm, I'm really glad that he was able to get to that goal. I know he was really like worried about it. You know, every time we talked, you know, it, that kind of came up, but I was like, Guyton, like, look, like, you're a neuroscience, you know, you're, you're, you're doing great things. You've done a lot. Like, don't sweat it. You know, it's going to happen. Just believe. And that's what a lot of people told him too. So I'm just glad to see it happen. Cause I know yeah. his face was so lit up when he, he called me and he's like, Zach, like, you know, guess what? And I was just like, yo, what's good. It's the afternoon. What's why you got, you know, top 10. He's like, I got in. And I was like, great. I mean, that's good shit for him, man. That's yeah. really good stuff. So, I know mean, he's working hard, but like, nah, but with the whole right. party shit. What I was talking about, but yeah, me and Guyton were just talking about like, you know, how HBCUs will make you go through stuff that you just don't normally have to go through. You fighting people that you didn't even know you had to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know I had to fight financial aid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> weren't you supposed to help me get into the school? Nah, them niggas won't help you at like, all, bro. what? I'm not, them niggas won't help you at all, man. So, yeah, when I hear stuff about that, I'm always, like, laughing in the back because I'm just like, yeah, that sounds like that sounds like some HBU stuff. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> HBCUs, they be, you got to go in there, got to have a plan for everything. You got to you gotta think two steps ahead for everything. And I, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Good thing because it gets you prepared for the real world. Really? You're doing some good shit. But it's a bad thing because it's like, it should not be this damn hard. <laughs> yeah. It should not be this damn hard just to go... It shouldn't. It shouldn't. But it is what it is, man. For sure. For it sure. is what it is. But yeah, man. I just remember that night we were like chilling. Yeah, you were pat. We were past four a.m. There were other times where it was like past like ten, whatever. But that was the one day it stuck. That one night it stuck out because like too many stupid things happened. Happened that night. I know. Yeah. I know. I remember some of them. I remember. Way too many stupid shit happened that night. Like yeah. I'm glad everybody during that night graduated. Well, for sure. But goddamn, y'all niggas. Yeah, it was crazy to see, like, even, like, after, like, sophomore year, like, how many people were gone. Oh, yeah. I was like. No, some people had transferred because they didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't. They lost scholarships and didn't come up with grades. Right. Uh, Some people just said, I'm going to transfer because this school really ain't for me or they didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I remember one dude, I think he had went there to specifically do well. To play in the basketball team, he had trained every day. I think his name was like Jordan or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, light skin. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually, stayed in Brazil, didn't he? He stayed in Brazil. He was a pretty good baller too. Yeah, and he and he uh, he was training every day for that shit. And I think he just didn't make the team, and then he transferred to like Winston Salem, and he started playing ball over there, which is good for him because because I mean, yeah, and you know, just to be honest with you, uh. It was hard to get in that Morehouse basketball team. That team was pretty good. But did you hear about the basketball coach? Yeah, uh, yeah. Brady Brewer. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I actually heard about it before they actually announced it. Because um, I have a friend that is, you know, the friend of the son. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, man, because he was telling me. He's like, Cause, yeah. Because how, how did he pass? It was like an illness, but what? Oh, I can't remember. I'm thinking it was probably a heart attack. I can't remember. I'm I'm thinking heart attack because that's like how I see most people go these days. But um, I don't. I, I can't remember. I know if I like searched it up, it would tell me. It's but, okay. We don't have but to. But yeah, about it. I heard about it, and I was so sad about it because um, I know I know he put a lot of effort and a lot of energy into his team. He was very supportive. Yeah. And he was like a really good father. I mean, apparently from what my friend had told me, at least about the father part, and um, you know. He was he was just really a good person. No, he's a legend in the Morehouse Athletics because he was there when they had the small gym. And in coaching wise, he has been able to influence a lot of people to do well on the court and off the court. Um, the one time I had met him was the same time I met Dwayne Wade. Really? Yeah. I don't even know if I told you this story. No. What the? When did you meet Dwayne Wade? This Why is literally... was this not the first time? <laughs> hey, I want to be your friend, Zach. Oh, uh, what's good? I met Dwayne Wade. Ah, oh, shit. Like, your top friend. Top I met, tier. I met Dwayne Wade our last day of freshman year, actually. What? I think, yeah. When my when my when uh, I was getting ready for my China trip the day mm-hmm. before, everything was done, and then... Uh, I was with, uh, I was just chilling, trying to grip, grab some witch witch. Right, right. So I grabbed some witch witch, ate it. I'm chilling outside, just taking a walk. And then somebody in our group chat for kinesiology, when I was still kinesi- kinesiology major at the point in time, mm-hmm. which for you guys who don't know is a study of sports science, uh, is basically when, well, <laughs> yeah, study of sports science, yeah. study of the human body or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I get a text in the group chat saying, hey, Word on the street is Dwayne Wade in the gym. And I was like, oh, shit. I want to check this out. <laughs> so I go to four because Dwayne Wade's my favorite player of all time. Miami Heat fan for life. Fuck Crazy. the Bucks. Well, no, not fuck the Bucks. But wow. No, nah, it's cool. But we go in. We go to the uh, – I go to Forbes Arena. I go in there. And I look. And I was like, oh, shit. That's, that's Dwayne fucking Wade. Yeah. The Flash. Number three. Three-time NBA champion. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> he did go, his own introduction. Yeah, and I, I go in there and I go down, and I, I didn't want to be the dude that just runs up like, "Oh my god, you're Dwayne Wade!" Oh yeah, my god, yeah, take yeah, a picture. Yeah. I, I went up to him like a normal person, said, "Excuse me, sir, are you, are you, are you? Do you happen to be Dwayne Wade?" He's like, "Yes, I am." And I was like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Thank you so. Like, would you mind if I have a picture with you?" He was like, "Yeah, sure." He said, "I got to keep up." Real I actually got casual. a picture right here. I actually got you a got a picture. Right how has this never came up? You have a picture this entire time. I, I put this on my story, bro. Bro, you know I'm not on Instagram. There you like go. That. Let me see. I look freaking crazy. Bro, that is crazy. It's freaking dope, man. That's cold. Yo. Yeah, and I was looking rough as hell, too. Point Dexter head ass. Wait. That's so crazy. You look so different from freshman year. I'm not even going to That's lie. funny. I got the goatee. Now I got a full ass beard. Yeah, I know, right? Can you, like, a lot of things have changed within freshman year. Yeah. I was skinny as hell right here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you decided to start, like, getting big and you started, like, getting those weighted vests and you're like, look, like, I'm going to just get big out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm here now. You are. You're big now. You're, you are. Like, to me, I'm trying to. I'm trying you're to getting lean. there. Like, you're I'm trying to lean out now, but. 
That, that, that's a whole different discussion. But yeah, with Dwayne Wade, so I met him, and then he said like, and I was like, hey, why are you in here in Atlanta anyway? And I, he was like just talking to him like a regular person. He was like, well, I'm here in Atlanta because my son's doing like uh, NYBL elite team or something. I met his son, Zaire. Really cool guy. Mm. Really nice dude. And then um, uh, what ended up happening was that, uh, oh, man, you know what's – I'll say it towards the end of the story. But, like, okay, uh, I was real uh, – met his son, and then that's when Grady Brewer came in. And Grady Brewer was helping his son get a little better. Wow. Okay. And I was like, that's pretty dope. So I met Grady Brewer. Really cool. And I wanted to have a more conversation with Dwayne Wade and be like – you know, I love you. I, lo- <laughs> I love I just, you. I just want you to know real quick. <laughs> I love you, Dwayne Wade. I love you. If I never see you again. <laughs> I just came out wrong. I, I love you. He's like, oh, shit. Okay. I understand. Platonically. Platonically. <laughs> but no, I just told like, I love your game. <laughs> I think you're a dope person Yeah his game is great. really legendary Yeah and I also love you <laughs> Sexually <laughs> But no like Bro I want to have a conversation But then next thing you know I think somebody sent a mass tweet to everybody Ugh. And then all Ruined the niggas it. started running Yeah And started pushing And it just got bad I can believe it And then, And then the dumbass questions came out Like yo who better Who you better one on one You or LeBron It's like Nigga, that's uh, not what matters. That <laughs> because he got all this questions, he, he's over here like, well, you know, we'll we'll never figure that out. And it's just like, God damn it, right? So I just told him have a great day, and I just left. I definitely understand that. I definitely get that. That's like asking somebody. I don't know. I feel like a better question would have been like, "What's your definition of success?" You know? Well, it is what it is. I feel like people sometimes they just kind of come up and what? they're just like starstruck and they're like, yo, like uh, real competitively, like you think you could just do X, Y, and Z? And they're like, wait, what? Like, I just met you. Well, hold on. I was going to say this. What? Would it be crazy if I sent him the picture of that freshman year and be like, hey, just want to let you know, fan of big fan of yours. I actually graduated from Morehouse College and uh, the same school. So I just want to let you know. Really great meeting you all that. Would that be crazy or no? Like, you want to put him on the podcast? No. Oh, shit. no. <laughs> but that <would> <laughs> I mean, yeah. No. Dope, no, no, I mean, like, DM him. Like, DM him. Be like, hey, just want to let you know I'm the guy that I took a picture with you. Just want to let you know I graduated from Morehouse College four years ago. And uh, just want to let you know just all that shit. Love Bro, you. That would be great. I don't Love see you. why not. Bye. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like, realistically, I don't see why not. I feel like, you know, you should be able to do stuff like that because. Like, no, I don't stalk you all night. No. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I see that you're active. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does Gabby data? I don't got. Yeah. <laughs> has that green dot. I know everything. Um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that would be like a really cool cool thing especially if he replies if he doesn't reply i mean it's like okay it but, is what it is. but i mean it's like you know goes back to the things you know you only take the shots that you you know at least try for you know you make zero percent of the shots you don't even shoot you know yeah that's true so i mean like oh just a thought though just i think you thought. should definitely do it though we'll like, try we'll see we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what fucking happens but uh i'll be real so yeah freshman year was a was a very interesting tale of Stories that we can go on and on and on, yeah, and uh, go in. But we got, we got, we got to talk about you, and we got to talk about everything about you and everything. You kind of already talked about how's your mental so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, with your mental, 
before we kind of go into your, your business and everything, how were you during the pandemic? Because technically this is the first time in like a year and a half since I've seen you in person. I know. And that's so crazy. I know I've tried to like reach out to you to like, you know, hang out sometimes, yeah. but I know like, you know, everybody was just like, don't touch me, you know, stay, stay the, and so six feet, God damn it. God damn. And so like, I'll I understood that. I'll spray you with this fucking Lysol nigga. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, dang, like, okay, I guess I'm in Tennessee. I can't hang out with Jordan. Dang. So what I would, um, I'll say my mental in, um, COVID, it started out like, what is this? Cause my birthday happened at the beginning of COVID. So I turned 21 <laughs> during COVID, like at the beginning of it. And I was like, well, this is messed up. God said, fuck you. Here's yeah. A I was just like, I've been planning my 21st since I was 16. So I was just like, wow. And, um, from then on, it was like, it started out like, okay. Like, I think what I realized was this is the most optimal time for you. Like, this might be a pandemic, but think about it. Like, school, you don't have to be at the classes, you know. Um, I'm talking about spring semester right here, right now. But, you know, you you could go ahead, do the classes online, get it done. You don't have to be running every, you know, which building, <clears throat> which gives you more time out of your day. You know, you're able to actually see Atlanta, know what it is. And then from then on, I was just like, wait, like, you know, like, how do how do I better myself in this, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, um, you know, what do I like? It was the first time I've ever been like, what do I like? I mean, like, I did a whole major and I wasn't too sure what I like. Yeah. And so I really went in depth and I was like, man, like, I don't know. And I, I went and asked my friend Coop. Shout out to Coop. Yeah. And um, I was like, Coop, you think I should do, like, real estate low-key? And he's just like, yeah, what made you think about it? I was like, this ad popped up, but... Like, I don't know. And um, I, he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you know anything about it? And I was like, no. And he's like, okay, just take the course. If you like it, you like it. I don't know. Yeah. So took the course. Um, I was like, what? You know? And I was like, what is this? Like, I was finding, like, how much, you know, commission is. I was like, cool. Commission's, like, cool. But then I was finding, like, that these real estate agents and these people that are real estate investors are making money through like passive income. And I was like, passive income, like, what does that mean to me? Like, I've heard about it, but have I really tried to know what it means? Mm-hmm. And I've never, you know, I can realistically say I've never really tried to know what it means. And so I start going into depth with it. And that's when I realized that I was like, no, like I want a business. Cause I, I have my uh, my dad. He makes he makes a lot of money. He he makes a you know x amount of money. Uh, he make, he makes bands on bands. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he he's a retired diplomat, so he's good. And so you know, but you know, it always never seemed like enough. At least when I was watching, and I was like, you know, there has to be a better way. And um, that's when it hit like. December of like 2020 I was like yeah I'm gonna make a company I don't know how it's gonna work I don't know like you know anything about it but I'm gonna learn today yeah so I ended up buying like all these books uh I bought 20 books based off of like um entrepreneurship yeah Um, you told me one rich dad poor dad rich dad poor dad 
by Robert Kiyosaki is a must read for anybody who just wants to learn about assets. I, I, you know, I recommend that book for anyone because it, it literally goes into what I'm talking about and it goes into basically it. The more uh, the, the biggest lesson I learned is the more money you make, people tend to get more liabilities. So. Um, people have this confusion of a house being an asset. Yes, a house is uh, an asset to some people, but I beg to differ to, you know, a liability because you're paying this mortgage, you know, so you're losing money. You're losing money every month, you know? You're paying lights, you're paying electricity, like, same thing, gas, water, um, you know, you get paid, you get a higher raise, you go and get a nice car, liability, you know? Uh, you go and, you know, you live up to this American standard of I need to live in this location and I need to be, you know, having this for my children and have this for my wife and, you know, or my spouse, you know, and it, it becomes more liabilities the higher you go on what you make. And it's like, well, that's that's not how it's supposed to work. Like, how, how do they do it? How does how does the 1% do it? And it teaches you that they do it through assets. They don't They don't pay for their car. They have their asset pay for their car. Whatever they have making on the other side is just goes back to them or back to their business. So, like, with real estate investors, they use the rent. You're paying them collectively to pay for their new car or TV or whatever. They're not, they're not actually going out and, you know, saving money to pay for these huge expenses. So... I would say that was the beginning of my journey to start my company, which is crypto mm-hmm. active crypto equity. Yeah. Which, you know, I think that's really dope. I think a lot of people during the pandemic had some ideas to where they want to go ahead and, you know, first head first into a lot of their business ideas. You know, clearly I've done podcasting. It's worked yeah, out. All right. It's, it's amazing. It's crazy. Cause I, I would never, if you had asked me freshman, you were going to be like, yeah, and I'm going to just be really, really good at podcasting. I would have been like, crazy. Okay, yeah, definitely. But, yeah. I mean, like, it wouldn't be the first thing I would jump to. Yeah, it's like, it's a lot of shit. I'm going to be honest with you. If I, if I, if we had to go back to campus, I would not have this set up. Right. Because I had, because I had a job, and I was doing that, and I was supplying all the stuff regarding this podcast, including some other income. So, mm-hmm. I was really happy about it. So, I'm just Glad where we at, but nah. But with your uh, with your whole company, go in detail with it. Tell me about what it all is. Tell the people out there what's up and just where do you where do you where are you going with this, man? So crypto equity, um, it's really a huge idea. I'm gonna break it down, but basically, um, at the beginning, uh, we're gonna start doing this thing called um, well, it's crypto mining. Yeah. And so we're giving people an opportunity to be a part of it because um, you need to have the equipment. And without the equipment, you really can't do it. But you have this GPU. And what it does is it goes and mines these cryptocurrencies. And when it's mining them, it's solving mathematical, um, well, it's solving mathematical questions. But, you know, the more you mine a, uh, a currency, the harder it becomes. But basically from this, you can get around 800 a month. Yeah. With having one GPU. So you're getting 800 a month. And then, you know, that starts adding up every year. So what we're going to be doing is, you know, giving people the ability to, you know, be a part of it. And, you know, make some monthly income, you know, based off of the percentage they give us. 
and we can go and buy a GPU for them and, you know, have them have something, a passive income. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Microphone's fuck. Yeah, right. But um, on the um, expansion of it, it's basically crypto equity is a cryptocurrency. It's going to be making a cryptocurrency. We're in the process of it right now. But basically what we're doing is, you remember how I was saying like a house isn't an asset? Yeah. This is me turning it into an actual asset. So what I'm doing essentially is I'm taking, let's say the average house in America is about 300000 right? Mm-hmm. So I'm taking 90% of 300000 and I'm putting it into a currency. And I say 90% because 10% the bank needs for collateral. So essentially what I'm taking is a, um, a HELOC, which is a home equity line of credit. And you can only take a HELOC when you have 100% of the equity in there. So that's you paying down your full mortgage, right? All right. So I'm taking that money and I'm putting it into a coin where um, basically what's happening is it's becoming worth more. So think about it like this. Think about it like um, Mm -hmm. I think the easiest way to explain this is actually with purses. So we got this purse from like Macy's, right? All right. Yep. Macy's is like, let's say like $50, like a $50 purse from Macy's. Yep. And then let's say this Louis Vuitton purse is like, you know, like $3,000, right? Yeah, just letting you know I'm writing this all down. Oh, shit. It's okay. For notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. So I should. Uh, go, yeah. Keep going with the next lesson, sir. Okay. Okay. So basically, what's happening is so with Bitcoin, Bitcoin's the largest crypto out there. Yeah. And. People that are putting into Bitcoin are putting in about like five to ten thousand dollars plus. Now the the money that I just said is very low compared to three hundred thousand. If I'm putting three hundred thousand inside of crypto, not only am I gonna be worth more than Bitcoin by the time I'm put in just you know the same amount of people they put in, but I'll be there faster than them. Mm-hmm. So it becomes and I and on top of that, I have no competitor. Because nobody has the ability to do what I do. Because what I'm doing with my crypto, it has some protection on it. Because we're talking about people's equity. We're talking about the worth of a house. You know, if you lose that, right, it becomes an issue, right? So what's happening is think about when you put in your money for your house into the currency, think about it as a security deposit. I can't touch it. You can't touch it, right? But if everybody's having a security deposit and you're only able to touch your future equity, then it becomes that you can only lose your future equity. Mm-hmm. It becomes that your your initial deposit ends up becoming stagnant. So people aren't losing what they put in and people aren't able to take it in or out. But I mean, if people wanted to get out of the company, we have an exit plan for that. But yeah, essentially what ends up happening is I'm securing people who have like a... My easiest way to explain this is a $70,000 house, if I put it into a coin, I can get them $609,000 within that year. Mm -hmm. So I'm multiplying that by, I mean, I I wish I had my phone with me, but 609 divided by, I mean, 70 is like what I'm giving them. So 609,000 divided by 70,000. 
But I mean, that's a huge surplus than the gradual increase of your equity inside a house that the way, you know, it's regularly done. Like it'll go from like 300 to like maybe like 325 if, you know, like it's some small numbers. There's just like, and, and then you can't play with it. It's just like if you wanted to sell it, yeah, you know, and then at that point you're like, okay, like what do I, what do I do? So I, I, I'm really trying to give people that money to be able to have something, you know, instead of people taking out these second mortgages and even old people where uh, older people who are um, old people. God yeah. Like, gosh, don't, don't distract them old people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even them, because, you know, there's this thing called a reverse mortgage, probably the most I, I, I'm so upset about it that it even exists, but it preys off of older people because what happens is they end up taking people's um, houses because people end up having these houses that they can't afford. It's getting, you know, to the point, and they can't pass any of the stuff in the house down. And it's basically, when you get a reverse mortgage, they'll pay for your mortgage, but after you die, nothing in the house you get to keep. Right. Nobody, nobody gets it in the family. What ends up happening is the company goes and recaptures it, and then they go and they either make it nice and do like the whole burr strategy, which is like, you know, making it nice, selling it out and then having somebody else get it. And I'm just like, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. That so, does sound messed up. It's real fucked up. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's something that I know, I know of people who are facing. That. Mm-hmm. So it is not like, it's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, my company has a lot to like future standings. I have like, my craziest goal, I don't I don't know if I should say it, but I mean it's pretty like wild. But basically, you know, that's how it is. Yeah. I would say the only thing when it comes to somebody who's learning about it, who has no prior knowledge to it and it's just kinda new to it, is kinda to under have a better understanding of it by keeping things a little bit simple. Mm-hmm. But I think overall from some of the stuff that you told me, it does sound very intriguing and it is interesting and it's something that uh if you were able to explain it well to a bunch of people, I think that would have been. I think they would be right on top of that, especially where in the world we're in now, to where crypto is getting heavily popularized. Even if it's going to a downward swing right now, uh, the implementation of Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all these different cryptocurrencies into our you know our world systems, to where banks and the countries are now seeing them as legitimate uh, exchanges of currency. For sure. That, that is something to where it's like people would be able to jump on that a little bit. Um, I will say this. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about people who kind of, you know, are skeptical about cryptocurrencies, about Bitcoin, about your business and everything? Because it's not like a very practical thing like, you know, you're using a dollar, but you're using something that, you know, you can't really hold. It's something to where it's like you don't know how much it really worth. Like someone said yeah. it's worth this much. How do you feel about that? So I feel like, okay, so basically with crypto and everything, um, people who have this kind of understanding of it. So with Bitcoin and Ethereum, the reason why they're down, because you said they were down, they're like 30, they're usually like at 50, 60. Yeah. uh, It's because uh, the volume, you know, people taking in and taking out right now, people, too many people have taken out, at least top shareholders have, you know? So that's why Bitcoin is at a low. Um, when it becomes to mine, I have parameters, like I said, a security deposit. So it stops that being a high volume type of deal. So it doesn't go up and down like that. But, um, I, 
what I truly understand from what I understand about um, cryptocurrency is that even though it's decentralized, it is mapping out a way for it to be centralized. So cryptocurrencies, it's ironic because cryptocurrency's goal is because it's decentralized, it needs to be centralized. Like you have companies like, you know, um, Tesla. You know, like uh, when Tesla or Elon Musk was just like, you know what, I'm having Dogecoin be a part of, you know, Tesla and Doge went up. Doge went up because now it's being centralized and the price of currency goes up because of the usage. So there's like multiple reasons why currencies go up and go down. It's the usage, it's the volume, it's the value and, you know, it's what people think of it. So that's kind of how it works. You know, I was actually talking about uh, to a friend uh, a couple of days ago. He went to John Hopkins for business. And all he does is actually um, he's doing this internship, but he goes ahead and evaluates stocks. Like that's, you know, what he does. Okay. So he goes and sees, you know, what the you know company's worth, what they're making, the net profit. And from there and on, you know, they go ahead and say, okay, so this, you know, stock is worth this much. And then they can go IPO, you know, go on to like Robinhood or, you know, Weeble. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You said Robinhood and I'm just, fuck. <laughs> You're just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's just because of what they did before. So. What are you talking about? The GameStop shit. Oh. Yeah. The GameStop stop. Um, yeah. But continue with your conversation. We can get into Robinhood later. Yeah. Robinhood is a whole another thing. It's a good thing. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, so when it comes to cryptocurrencies, um, especially when it comes to mine, my goal is to centralize it at a point. And, you know, you're just going to have to see, you know, how that looks. Yeah, because I I know when I say it, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a really cool idea. But yeah. Yeah, but but with that being said, like, how do you feel about do you kind of understand where people feel like when they get skeptical about cryptocurrency? Yeah, it's because it's so new. I mean, it's not, it's so new and people are like, well, how can we have another currency? Like, we already got the US dollar, you know, and shit. Like, if we need another currency, we'll just go ahead and get a pound. Like, what, like, why do I, why do I need another currency? And so they're kind of like, well, is this like a stock? Like, what, like, what, why does it go up and down? Yeah, and they're it? like, what the? But what they don't realize is that the dollar goes up and down. You right. know, like these values go, but they don't see it. They don't see it like that. They don't see it on an everyday spectrum. They're watching the dollar, like, oh shit, like I, you know, I shouldn't have made that investment in the dollar. <laughs> like, what was I doing oh, trying to be me, American? Dude. Fuck like, me! I should have just, you know, just pay to be British. Like, I, God and so damn it, if I didn't exchange this shit right now, right? Then so they don't God, understand. Well, it's like for well, the whole foreign exchange, dollar. yeah, forex, 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 forex loves cryptocurrency, loves like regular dollars, and you know the difference because what they're doing is they're selling the difference between one currency versus the other. So they they love it because you know they it's a lot of guesswork. You have to be good at forex to do it. Like I will never say like if you're gonna go into forex. Just know that you're going to have to pay attention. You're going to have to have to have a mentor and you're really going to, I'm not going to say it doesn't work because I've seen it work for people, but you got to be like, you got to be on your stuff. Cause I mean, there was one time I had tried it. I was like, I was like, 
if they making money like this, like, why? Well, you know, <laughs> like, I should be making this money. Why am I not? Yeah. And, you know, you got to know what you're good at and you got to know what you like to do. Because, you know, I was like, no, nah, I don't like sitting on the screen and watching this, you know, for HFX. And then when it had the, like, the Forex, they had this somewhat kind of, like, trading thing. It's like MetaTrader. And, you know, sometimes it does it, like, on itself. But, I mean, like, constantly, like, seeing my money fluctuate like that. I mean, like, it's cool, but it's, like, you got to know what's going on. Like, you can't just see, like, WXBXT up 50. And you're, like, oh, cool. Down 100. You're, like, no way. You know, like, so. No, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, be real. I'm going to be real because we had this shit up on a clip on an episode with Anna. Last Saturday with Forex. Right. I think Forex is legit. It's just Trade House. No. Y- you know what? No. <laughs> no, bro. Fuck it. I can't do it with Trade House, bro. Trade House is different. Like, it is. It's a cult. Thank you. It's a cult. It's a cult. Because... Cause I was scared of coming in this episode, be like, "Nah, man, why are you talking shit about my trade, trade house? house?" Like, oh, if you will, we know your address. And so, like, oh no, shit, it, it, it is because, like, you know, you get these calls. You know, you're just trying to chill, and if you know someone for a trade house, they'll call you every day. They'll be like, "Yo, you, you on the you on the move? Like, what's good? Like, you trying to?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, man, like, I really like you as a person. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the move. Why?" He was like, nah, like, I'm Forex. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to I, I have to go. <laughs> My mom said, like, I don't, like you don't want to let them down because sometimes you know them. And you're just like, hey, man, like, for real, for real, like, I don't know if this is for me. Could you shut the fuck up yeah. and not call me about this shit? You know what? And that's actually how I tried it because it was one of my friends. It was like, well, I call him like my kid because I like tutored him over the summer before he came here. Sounds a little demeaning to call a friend a kid. What's well, up, yeah, up, he, kid? I mean, like, I'll watch my out for son? him. My son? Yeah, child? my son. My son. He's my son. And my I, child? And I, yeah. And I taught him math. I was, I, was, uh, I was tutoring him in math, you know, for the summer. And I was like, hey, you know, and then I saw him come in and it was great to see that, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I know it's been a minute. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, like forex. Kind of go back into that because we talked. About, I talked about it yesterday on the last week, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trade house. It's like you get these calls from people, or you see people on Instagram or on Twitter talking about they making money, they building an empire, and it's just like forex is legit, but trade house is some bullshit. Yeah, and I remember I had someone that came up to me. Uh, I think it was a sophomore. And this was a junior year. He was like, "Yo, bro, do you know anything about forex?" Freshman year, I would have been like, "I don't know shit about forex," but I laid it out and straight up. I was like, "I know that forex is good. Forex is something to where if you have enough practice, if you have enough expertise, if you do all this stuff, you will see some gains. Of course, you will see some losses, but you'll see some gains. But what I also know about trade house is that trade house is more or less something to where I don't need to be paying all this money to go into this bullshit." Then this man tried to go into his whole thing about trying to defend forex, talking about like, "Man, trade house is the." The wave right now, man. We trying to do all we can to help these young black men and women. These I hate these terms, yeah. kings and queens, oh. to to get together and to be financially literate and uh, financially dependent and free. And it's just like, whatever, man. You do you. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you. 
and I and, and I took his number because he's like, Yo, why don't you take my number? We talk about it. I said, okay, delete that shit. Once I got to my dorm, and then this nigga tried to follow me on Instagram. On follow this man on Instagram. Uh, this man ended up stopped doing forex. Really? Yeah, because that's how it is. It's just like. You get these people that come in a trade house, they pay their two hundred fifty two dollars mm-hmm. and then they get their materials and then they say, Oh, I'm gonna make this money. They make like ten cents or like ten bucks in a month period, and then next thing you know, they're just like, All right, I'm done. You don't you don't ever hear them niggas talk about that no more. Yeah, you know, I feel like if they had a little bit more success stories, you know, people would trust it. If they could have like people they they just don't have a relation with their audience. They don't have a relation, but it, it it's just it's an easy it's an easy answer. It, motherfuckers are scam. Motherfuckers I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, motherfuckers scamming. <laughs> <laughs> they stealing your money. If if, a, <laughs> if somebody come up to you, don't even look professional. Just got like all black, everything with some gold chains, some Jordans. Yeah, the hair look fucked up. <laughs> they got they got a gold tooth, and they telling you. I want, I'm gonna help you be financially depend uh, independent. Get the fuck out of there. You're like run. I, I don't know if you get know your how ass out of there, man. Dependent. Like run. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. No, it's fucking ridiculous. I definitely agree because you'll see like all types of people that come out of there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's yeah, but no. Nah, besides the point, uh, I I feel like your business is going to go off the roof, and you were telling me. You were telling me some things you got coming up. Yeah, I won't, I won't go into detail. Lots of good stuff. A lot of good shit coming yeah. in, and uh, I really liked your explanation of the book, uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad." I think I might have to really pick up a copy to go check that out. Definitely, I want everybody just to know about assets because I mean it's just it's so important, and you know it's not taught. And um, I feel like, you know what, Jordan. I, I remember because um, uh, one of the ways, one of the people I partner with is actually this broker from Nationwide, right? Nationwide and is on your side. side. <laughs> yeah, it is like that. They are on your side. Like, if you don't know, you know. Um, we got your back, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right? Though, but, um, you know, if we were talking about life insurance and how life insurance as a business can, like, you're borrowing from yourself. Um, that's a whole other thing that if you ever want to learn how to, like, borrow from yourself instead of borrowing from bank to learn um but me and this guy were talking his name is like ryan really good guy and um you know we were just uh you know relating and uh, i was talking about the books like i had done like i told you i'd done extensive research on what books to like read and he was just like oh well you know they have us like read those books like just to work at like you know at the insurance place i was just like why are you reading like really like you know, really good, like really good entrepreneurial, you know, books. But I'm just like, you know, like, and that's required of you. And I was just like, what? Like, I had to go out my way, find these books, figure out which books are like best educated. And, you know, you've had this resource for you and it's already been vetted. And, you know, they expect you to know knowledge on this. Like, what? So it's like, I don't know. For me, it's like people really need to make sure like they understand the financial world the financial world because it seems to me that people are getting taught it you know while we're like not right so and i i'm paying attention to that more and more because i'm just like i'm more about the education aspect and i'm like oh like how come this wasn't like how come 
I didn't hear about this book or anything, even while being in like in the engineering realm or like you, like as a like in the in the world of being a doctor, you know, like these are important books because I mean, if anything, I mean, you know, well, we're yeah. still part of the business. Like you're still like no matter what you are, you're still part of the business world. Well, it's because it's like sometimes you don't want others to know about in trader secrets. Or sometimes you don't want others to know about certain things that you go in. But also, I think it's just the fact that no one really thinks about it until they start thinking about it. And then it, it, there's a niche group. Well, I won't even say niche group. Mm-hmm. I would just say, you know, people just start realizing on their own and you can't force somebody because... I'll tell you this If we actually started Telling people about these things In like middle school And high school You would have people That would be ready To jump on in it Right But You would have other people Be like Man I'm just trying To live my life I ain't trying to do this shit You know people's Maturity levels Are always different True But something else Is just, is Back to what I was saying About like These are these are basically insider secrets To where not a lot of people Are going to tell nobody Because the people Who are rich Aren't going to tell others uh, specifically step by step How they got rich And what you should do Unless they're getting Some money off of it And they're always Going to leave off Some di- some different things That are not going to work out Like And I will say that, And this is no disrespect For anything mm-hmm. I respect the hustle In the books But sometimes You got to find your own way To go do things And you can't always listen To what other people are saying Or what, how other people Step by step processes Because a step by step process Isn't going to be the same For you Or the person next to you Yeah and then sometimes people just leave things out on purpose because it's just like, I want things to be longer for you. I want things to be tougher for you. Well, it's just like, for you, you could always find your way and say, I'm going to go ahead and keep doing. It's just like this. with It's like with school. It's like there's always a, tr- a traditional way and a non-conventional way. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, for me, I took the non-conventional way of graduating and going to bio because I started out kinesiology. I go... I just say fuck it I'm going to bio And this is like Okay well all the shit You gotta catch up on You might graduate in five years I said fuck that <laughs> Yeah right You know my black ass Took 22 credits In one semester Really You didn't know 22 so You know what This is a semester They where, signed off on that Okay this is a semester You weren't here <laughs> Because mm. you were Because you were You and Clarkston were gone Right That was uh, That was the time I was in DC. That was That was the time When I was like Where the fuck is everybody <laughs> Yeah, because a lot of people were low-key missing. Yeah. And then they came back like, hey, I'm here. It's like, the fuck? But no, here's here's the thing. Uh, uh, I think it was like around the time when I... Yeah, it was like the, the time when I took calc, calculus. And I was doing 18 hours. It was coming off a semester where I did 18 hours for my fall semester, sophomore year. Okay. And that was tiring as hell because I had so much stuff outside. Uh, my... Spring sophomore year, my spring semester sophomore year, I finished taking calc and I was talking to the professor who was in calculus two and three. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she was dope as hell. She was at Spelman. Wilson. Yes. Erica Wilson. Or is it she was Shelby? Dark, she was dark skinned. Shelby. It was Shelby Wilson. She was fucking awesome. And she would roast Morehouse every yeah. time she could and she was right on about that but i remember talking to her and i was just like you know i switched my major to bio i'm doing all this stuff they're saying i'm projected to graduate in five years man what if i decide hey fuck it i'm gonna go ahead and graduate i'm gonna go ahead and take 22 credits or something she said that would be very dumb <laughs> but if you would graduate on time go ahead that does sound like her but she was like that is very fucking dumb because <laughs> you need to have good grades to get into med school 
So my dumbass took 22 credits. <laughs> you said, I understand. Complete. I took 20. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. So I can I- still do it. <laughs> so I took 22 credits. Right. And the funny thing is, is that uh, my class load was, and I'm going to show you how crazy it was, mm. cell biology. All right, no. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> because you would th- cell biology, you would think it's easy, but it matters on the professor. And I had J.K. Haynes. Uh, yeah, I had J.K. Haynes, toughest professor in the bio department. Literally the gatekeeper to everything else. If you can't pass this class, man, fuck, man, man, shut the fuck about being a doctor, or a biologist, or a researcher. Get the fuck out of here. Damn. <sighs> Took this guy's class. Okay. Uh, then. Uh, I had Chinese. I had advanced Chinese, three hundred one, three hundred two, with also a lab to it. Because remember, I was a Chinese minor. I at the still time. can't believe they signed off this shit. <laughs> <laughs> was we like, well, shit. We did two classes. I'm just like, really? They well, signed this off. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> explain to why how I was able to get this shit because it's crazy. <laughs> but advanced Chinese three hundred one, okay, and I okay. ended up taking three hundred two in the spring semester. Mm. Then organic chemistry. Without the Brian Lawrence, Lawrence is a good. T- I like. He's Lawrence. great, but you know his teaching style is like what the oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like this man will. You're gonna pass his class, but it's just like God damn it. He was gonna teach you. Yeah, it was one of those. Bro, things. he teaches your class like you're in grad school, and it's just like nigga, I'm I'm an undergrad. I need yeah. assignments. I need all this. <laughs> it's weird, bro. He talks to you like he's the teacher you want, except when it comes test time, you're like fuck, dude. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. But I had him, and I had a lab. What is that noise? It's the oh, it's the thing right. Oh, there. okay, that's, that's my fault. Yeah, you're good. but uh, yeah, I had organic chemistry with him, so that was already tough. And then I had lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had art, right across the right across the door. Uh, At that, least there was art. There was art, yeah. But my fucking class. I is it? Wait, Bro, is that it visual fuck. arts? Yes. Bro. With all those slides, I used to Fuck, hate I that. went to sleep. I used but to be like, because you can't pay attention to that class. Like, I'll be blunt. I'll be blunt. Like, that class was like a joke. It was just like, That class was... But it, I got a B minus on that class. Because <laughs> I got a... Bro, that class was stupid. Because yeah, it's hard to pay attention. Because all she's... Like, all, well, all the professor is doing is clicking these slides and it's like... And this is Pablo Picasso. And is then it? you're like, okay. Oh, and then click... And this is, you know, and you're just like, oh shit. And it's dark. Bro, it's dark. You they never, they don't bed. turn on the lights. They don't like, turn on the lights. You'd be like, shit. It's like, you're, it's like you're supposed to lose. <laughs> it's like, go to bed. And then when you take her test, it's just like, she'll take off 10 points because you basically, you got the, the answer correct, but she would have wanted more. Right. <laughs> the detail, the detail. I remember bro, I, that. I, I, bro, I came in, I studied for an art exam. We're going to get to the next <laughs> classes I took part because you'd be crazy. But I took a study for this one test, went ham on that motherfucker. Took the test. It took me like 35 minutes to finish. Right. I was like, I know I got an A minus. The worst I could have done is a B plus. Got right. that shit back. I got a fucking fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What? I hate I, I hate tests like that. I went back to her and I asked her, hey, so I checked with this other person's test. I got the right answers. What's going on? She was like, well, I just wanted you to be more specific. There are some answers where I did get wrong, but other answers I was like, I would get the answer right. And she was like, you need to be more specific. I know what you're talking about. And I was like, what the way. hell? 
So yeah, man, it was ridiculous. I ended up getting a B minus because I cheated the fuck out of that final. Yeah, you know that what? Online final with Gavin. Yeah, what you you Socratic? Socratic? Yeah. Was it Socratic? No, yeah. I use Quizlet. Quizlet? Really? I use Socratic. I, I Bro, was you knew like, she was lazy when she took all the shit from Quizlet. Yeah, because as soon as I saw that, I was just like, oh, thank God, there's a god. <laughs> I was like, I was like, because I was just like, why is this final so long? I remember looking at the Bro, final, yeah, and I was just like. No, like no, I, no, I will not suffer, and that, I will not we had like that bullshit from ass, you. We had that bullshit ass final project where we didn't even present the one where I had to cuss, dude. Cuss, there was a dude in my class cussed me out because I took the the guy who did the album cover of Kanye West, mm. and he got so mad that he raised. That's a totally different story, but fuck that guy. I ain't oh. gonna name names, but fuck that guy. I, I know, I know. Yeah, you know, I found out that the easy art class was actually by this guy named Cosmo. This guy was just chilling. Bro. You, he was just like he was like the guy. Did he have did like, like dreads or something? Yeah, bro. I remember him, but that like he he seemed like a real cool guy. But the person I had, she <laughs> she was a look, listen i was look, i know it's listen, night and day she's a chill person i feel like uh, she's she seemed like a chill person she seemed like a cool artist because she had her own thing going around mm-hmm. but uh, as a teacher i could tell she hated her fucking job low-key yeah yeah and she bro there's something funny but yeah with the next classes the worst class i did the whole bunch general physics Mm-hmm. With uh, with one professor, where I would not name this dude. This guy was terrible. Uh, guy was a graduated from Morehouse. Um, I don't think he teaches any of the real physics classes. Yes, he does. He teaches like some advanced level stuff, and apparently, he's a much better professor because that's something he's real he's real passionate about. He's done research in like lasers and and microbots and shit uh, but it's like his research seems dope because i reached it up i i searched for his research and i was like oh this is fucking dope he's a really smart dude but this general physics course oh my god oh my god that was the first those were the first time those two set of courses 151 152 where i would literally you get had to take in oh no was it that? Well, the base, the general basic oh, physics. Oh, stuff. okay, okay, okay. But I uh, probably got the number codes wrong. I don't fucking know. But, no, you're good. You're good. You're but good. that was the first time where I took tests. I get the test. One time I get the test. Gives me a sheet of paper. And I said, and I'm like, write my name down. I'm like, see you later. <laughs> uh, see you later. <laughs> Have a great day. All right. All right. <laughs> I go to my room and be like, <laughs> fail. <laughs> I'm a fucking fail. <laughs> You know what? I that that's physics all the time. Because it wasn't even the fact that it was. It not only was it hard, but this dude was slide to slide, so bad. Did not teach us anything, and it was a bunch of pre meds trying to get ready for med school. It was like you're not teaching me anything, and then he come in every room every time smelling like weed. Really. Dude, no, you lying! I swear to God, this man smelled like weed the entire time, Wait. and then man came in, smelled like Hennessy too. <laughs> One day he told me he went to a um, he went to a Chris Brown concert. Wait, he came in twenty minutes late, and his eyes were red as fuck. He said, "Hey, yo, that joint was wild." Though he said, "If I saw it, if you saw me at the Chris Brown concert." And you took a picture, delete them pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am late to class. Yes, I went to Chris Brown. Yes, 
I did. This man even snuck in to the Young Thug concert at the hip hop concert we had at Homecoming. This man was insane. This man was fucking insane. But I swear, he said, I see the benefits of this job. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, this man, like having him and then having this lab, and then I had an extra Chinese course. I had a total of 22 credits for the entire semester. It was fucking ridiculous. And uh, I barely made it out. I remember that was the first time where I legitimately like was shaken for the class I got. My highest grade was a B plus, but yeah. everything else was like B minus C plus C plus C C C C. No, those eighteen hours. You C C C C me. <laughs> you C C C C this B, nigga. Yeah, right. But it was like it was so bad. Uh, That's a crazy course load, like. But I made it out. Yeah, you did a good job. I mean, coming from there to here, I mean, it's just I'm really grateful to see it. Next semester, I took like 15 credits. Yeah, that was a blessing. No, yeah, because I think really people should just take 15, 16, just chill out, you know, as much as possible. Bro, I was over here thinking like, man, if I would have just coughed up the money to just do summer classes, this would have been a problem. Yeah. And that's what people get pressured into doing. Because I, I remember, like, I started out with Morehouse. I, I, you know, there's never been a semester where I haven't taken lower than 18 credits. Oh, fucking. And I've hated it the entire time. Like, it was just like, this is so much work. You really got to dedicate. Because I remember time. you were going crazy. Sophomore year, I was like, I'm done. Like, you know what? I, I was jokingly like, I should drop out. But half of me was just like, maybe. But <laughs> no, I mean, it was yeah. hard. Because I was, like, every time I didn't want to take 18 hours, my... And see, this is what happens, is that when you don't know what you want to really do in life, you start taking advice from people who have their shit together. Or at least who you think has their shit together. And uh, and that person, in my case, was my dad. He was just like, Zach, like, look, just take 18, you know, you'll be good. If anything, you'll be out here sooner. You know, you can handle the mental, yada, 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 yada. And I'm thinking, like, okay, like, everybody here is taking, like, 18 hours. Come to find out, like, everybody's taking 15, 16. Everybody seems, like, really mellow and chill. I'm just like, what the fuck? And, yeah, I mean, that took a toll on me after a while. I mean, it does. I mean, that's a lot of work. Bro, it it takes a toll. You'll end up being in a situation where I was during that 22 credit semester where you be studying in the library overnight. And Mm -hmm. then when you drive back, you like, I'm too tired to go to my dorm. I'm just sleeping in my car. Yeah, that was sophomore year for me. I think sophomore year, I slept in the library a couple of times. And then um, I was taking Howard's class. Oh, fuck. Like, I was, like, I was getting, like, bodied. I was taking, like, calculus or calc twos, one of those. I was taking, like, mechanics or, like, E&M. No, like, mechanics or E&M. But I was, like, I was going through all those classes, and I was just like, oh, man, like, am I going to make it? Like, I should have just took, like, I knew if I just took one less class, I would have had so much more, like, room to breathe. I'm surprised that I never got robbed while I was sleeping in my car. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you how unsafe that street is. I think it was literally like a couple of days before COVID even happened. I watched this guy's like um, the Chevy. uh, What's the what's the transformer car? It's like a Chevy uh, Camaro or some Camaro. Yeah, it was a Camaro, but it was actually like transformer edition and his windows were busted. And it was someone in my class. And he was like, bro, someone broke into my car. And what got me is then he said, again. 
<laughs> again. again, bro, that's Atlanta for you, bro. Did like, he have anything in his car valuable? I don't think he really did. And he's just like, I hate like people be doing this. You like, get a night, you have a nice car, your shit gonna be out. Yeah, there. and we in the hood, no. The only thing with my car, my car Kia Rio. Nobody going to break into a fucking Kia Rio. <laughs> they said, uh, no, you ain't they got no walk money. They were walking to my car like, wait, this nigga got a Kia. Oh, this man broke. <laughs> this man, this man going through this shit. <laughs> but, no, nah, I'm sleeping in my car. I mean, the good thing was I always slept in my car when I was like in one of the dangerous streets in the hood. Mm. Like, two times. But I was always in like the little area next to the police station. I parked my car inside, like, between some police cars. No, that's good. That's good. So there was that. So I was smart about it, except for, like, two times. But I'm still surprised I didn't get robbed for those other two times. <laughs> I'm surprised I never got robbed at all in Atlanta. I remember the, there's a lot of people that got you their know, shit broken into. I will say you haven't really experienced Atlanta if you haven't been shot at. Well, I've I've been... I've. I've drove past like, gunshots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Dusan and I were on our way to go get some food. And then I just remember a dude arguing with somebody else. We drive past, and then he starts shooting. We like shit, right? <laughs> and I'm driving, and I'm driving, and I bring my seat all the way low, like shit. Yeah, Dusan was like, "Don't react to it. Don't react to it. Don't do it." Because Dusan, he he lived through this shit, and he was like, "Bro, don't react to it. Don't know you you scary. You know they'll they'll, they'll sense your fear." And it's <laughs> they, like <laughs> they smell like, fear. He's talking about these no motherfuckers are animals or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Since my feet oh, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean They're like Hey what's that <laughs> Yeah you got that feel nigga <laughs> <laughs> God damn Hey pull up to that one Like oh, yeah. Scarecrow some shit <laughs> But I, I've And then there definitely Have been a lot of There was that one time Where somebody crashed Into somebody else Right across Like right in front Of the suites Everybody mm. stops Who's going in And then Bro, this dude straight up, they had an argument, and the guy was like, baby, get in the car. No, I got something for you. I got something for you. Let me go Let me go to the trunk. Everybody's like, fuck. <laughs> Scattered. We, we got to go. <laughs> I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Boy, that one dude standing right there like, look, we just got to figure out what's going on in this trunk, and maybe it's all fine. Maybe he's just getting this insurance papers. <laughs> First of all, no one has insurance inside of their fucking trunk, you dumbass. Right. Second of all, whenever somebody says they're going to get something out their trunk, Basically means they got some shit. <laughs> they got. Hey, some let me thing. get the blicky real quick. That's God, what they say. It's like, God damn it, man! You never seen all any hood movie at all. You've never. Okay. Come on, boys in the hood. Like, let me go get some from my <laughs> trunk, nigga. Oh <laughs> fucking shit, dude! But yeah, man, it, it'd be tough. It'd be tough with them the long credit hours, just mm. going through it. Um, I know the crazy things that we've done in Morehouse is stupid, but. Oh fuck! Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, it's it's, it's like what, like forty thousand a year? It got to be worth it. No, it's like forty eight. Forty forty eight to fifty. Well, it actually increased to fifty. Oh wow! And if it wasn't for COVID, we would have had to pay like fifty five thousand. Oh wow! They're no okay. So here is my thing: they're getting money from like everybody left and right you know now okay yeah but even like okay what happened about that graduating class that got paid you know by oh, they guy? got all, they got all this shit paid yeah they, so they got all the like, loans are gone like, we will never we never we will never we were never ever gonna gonna get that because nobody for anybody who doesn't know there is a time where class of 2019 i believe they graduated and uh robert frederick smith had he blessed them he did not have he blessed them yeah he paid it was the class of 2018 or 2019? It was 2019. 
I'm gonna look it up. Anyway, <laughs> a graduating class Robert had Robert Frederick Smith as their commencement speaker. Nobody really knew who this guy was, except he was like one of those wealthiest African American men in, in the state and the world. And this man straight up just said, "I'm gonna give you guys a gift, and I'm gonna make a promise starting right here. I'm gonna pay everyone's student loans off." Mm-hmm. And like everybody was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I was like, Henry Goodgame was over here like, "Oh shit, God damn." Bro, I might have to look this up and, and play it. <laughs> I might have to look and play it on my laptop real quick. Yeah, definitely. For because sure. Because this guy paid everyone's loans off and everybody was like, holy shit. Yeah, because that's like, I mean, everybody was just like, well, I'm in debt, debt. So, and he was just like, yeah, nah, I got you. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm Allstate. You in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> this man over here was was just over here just going crazy talking about, I got you, I got you. Let me pull out the tr- let me pull out my trunk and help y'all niggas out and and it was just ever since then anybody who comes in with money anybody who comes in as a speaker they got to point out I'm not Robert Frederick Smith I ain't paying none of y'all niggas loans off yeah I'm not that guy but yeah this man set a standard uh, a lot of those people ended up getting their loans paid off a lot of people ended up going to a lot of great places didn't have to worry about shit and it was. It was crazy. That's man. so nice. That's a blessing. Like I can't even pull up the video because I'm on the Wi-Fi. Oh, it's okay. We we ain't gonna get to that. But it's alright. Yeah, it's good. We'll, we'll we'll watch it later. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, like no, straight up, straight up. Uh, graduation was cool though. Yeah. Uh, but you told me you wanted me to know about Dusan, right? Yeah. So wait, how's he? So I, he's cool. I'm not gonna give you the full story, but Dusan's cool. Yeah. He, he's cool. Last time I saw him was graduation. Gave him a big ass hug. After, right. after everything that was cool with him, and um, shout out to Dusan by the way. He uh, for anyone who doesn't know, and I'll let you know story behind this. He's the one who made this team. So he made that theme, and the story behind that was that when I was starting my podcast out, uh, I was kind of like three or four episodes in to where I was just using like this, you know, YouTube's music free music library where you're just downloading you music and your videos and your podcasts and everything. Right. And I started doing that, and I said, "Man, wouldn't it be cool if I had like my own custom music where I could literally just have someone make some shit and just go ahead and go forward?" And I asked Dusan, "Hey, like." Could you make me some music Because he was a DJ Doing all this shit And he said sure He said he needs some practice anyway He Made some music Sent me a whole list of shit And uh, it was awesome man And he sent me this There's some other music So See here He did this And It's literally I use it for almost every episode Now I have gone to places like uh, Epidemic Sound Got songs like this Like Like this, okay. Or get this something like this, hmm. or get something like that. But like this, this theme right here, Dusan made. It's like one of the best themes yeah. I've had, and it's awesome. It's definitely like mm-hmm. your brand. I definitely like it. Yeah. I definitely because when I listen to your podcast and I hear that as the first thing, I'm like, oh, okay, it's dope. It's dope. Like, Jordan coming in here smooth. It's dope as hell, but it, it, it's like real, real cool. So yeah. Yeah, I gotta be great for him. Let me check this weather real quick. Oh, it looks nice. Yeah, I know. It's so nice. I thought it was supposed to rain. I promise you, Tennessee's been weird. 
It's been weird. Shit. Like it was, it's cold at the morning. Now it's like sunny and bright. It could possibly be warm. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, but we're just trying to. But yeah, Dusan, real dope. We try to get him on an episode and yeah. try to get him on a show. Try to talk. I want to get him on uh, while we were in Atlanta, but he was busy doing his thing, going to parties. I remember we went out to. Uh, I went to go meet him at a bar, and well, I ended really? up going to like a video game bar to play some games and shit. It was called I can't remember the name. Colorize. No, no, I, no, I w- fuck. No, 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 no. Is this? Is it like? I wish Controllerize was back here. Uh, I well, I, I always get Controllerize confused with. It's also a, it's it's thing. like the stick or something. Oh no, because Controllerize is the one that's like right near Morehouse, right? Bro, okay. I miss Controllerize. You know they're coming back uh, next Monday, right? They are. Yeah, man. Cause I used to go down there and I used to play Smash Bros. Like that's that's the only game I ever Bro, played. Bro, I played I, so many games. Do you play Smash Bros? I played Smash Bros. over there a couple times, and it was great having a bunch of people. But I played a lot of a. Uh, I know you got it. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely playing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I remember we uh, Dusan and I went there because Dusan because uh, Dusan I guess sent me. Well, no, I found it through an ad. And I was like, we got to check this shit out. Maybe okay. It might be okay. So I checked it out with Dusan. Dusan and I went after I studied for a psych exam. Mm. And then we went there and we spent till like 12 playing games. Really? Playing Street Fighter and everything. Oh, my God. It was awesome. It was awesome. Was it like downtown? No. It was It was literally, again, Controller Rise right across the street from Morehouse. No. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other place. No, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. place was downtown. Now, this place, Controller Rise, yeah. was across the street, and it's fucking awesome. I love they it. They play anime on the background, on the projector. You got a DJ out there. You got some people in food trucks. Bro, I have a funny story. Um, cause, what? Uh, you know, there used to be a time where I'd just go out to places by myself, and I don't know why. I, I did, too. This. No, you got to yeah. treat yourself. Because you're just like, yeah, you know, I don't really want to have, like, people around me, but I want to do this, this thing, you know. But basically, it was the first time I ever went to Controller Rise, and I ended up meeting this, like, so I was there and I was looking and I ended up meeting this famous YouTuber. What was you his know? name? What was the person's name? Uh, you know, he's like really into like anime and he does his thing. Corey Extension? Maybe. He's black. He I can't, I can't remember his name. Um, There's a lot of black people that are into anime. Bro, for real. Uh, <laughs> no, but he was he was like really cool. But um, you know what? I didn't know he was, like, this, like, famous YouTuber Instagram thing. I had just seen him enough times that I thought he went to Morehouse. So I went up, and I was like, yo, bro, what's good? And I tried to dab him up, and he was just like, yeah, what's, what's good? And I was just like, bro, what are you doing here? And he was just like, wait, you trying to, yeah. wait, wait, what? You <laughs> yeah. trying to talk to a dude you didn't even meet before? I Like, you know what? I like, Morehouse, you're always just like, you know, like, hey. Oh. Because I thought he went there because I had seen his, like, face, but I didn't know it was oh, like, dude, so like you, you confused him for somebody you thought you knew. Nigga, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, that's and, racist. And I was like, bro, like, what is you doing here? He's like, do I know you? And I was just like, I think I seen you, like, in the AUC. He's like, what? I was like, you know, like, Morehouse. And he's like, bro, I think you got me, like, confused. And I was just like... Not all black people look alike. This. <laughs> I was the like, fuck. what's your name? And he's just like, my name is da-da-da-da. And I was just like... I was like, I don't I don't know if that rings a bell to me. I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and he looked at me like, what? And I was just like, yeah, but you seem real cool. I was like, what's going on? And then we ended up talking. And then later on, 
I went and he told me he was a YouTuber, and then I went and I like searched up his YouTube like right after, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Let me look at what look the hell. Shit. I have a I have a feeling. Afro Sinju, Afro Sinju. Yeah, and I just remember that, and I was just like, "Bro, was like, his name Afro Sinju?" Let me see. Let me see. It was, no, not him. I I can't because he does like comedy. He's like always making fun of things. Making comedy? Yeah, he does like comedy. Long Beach Griffey? Sometimes. Long Beach Griffey? I don't know. This is so, I, I'm not good with names. I really am not. It took me forever to learn people's names. Let me check. Long. We over here trying to figure I, out. I know. It's a goddamn mystery. I feel like Scooby-Doo. Like, Scooby-Doo-Doo. What you gonna do? You racist bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. No, I, right, I we're yeah. not gonna be able to find him right yeah, now. So it is what it is. I, I, I'll, I'll when I find him, I'll text you and I'll be like, "It was this guy." Oh, okay, but yeah, Controller Rice was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a food. I, first time I went there, man, there was this place where they had some Mexican food. Yeah, bomb ass Mexican food. But the fact that I was able to eat some some fucking tacos and nachos while playing Tekken with other black Great. people. Um, and then they had lo-fi beats in the background. Right, and- bro. It's like it's like a food truck taco too. Oh my it's god! It's not like regular taco, bro. One time they brought in slutty vegan, really, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. But yeah, man, they're coming back next Monday. I really, I really wanted to be open while Aaliyah and I were in Atlanta that right. one whole week. But shit, man, that place was fucking awesome. It might just have to be a thing. And bro, bro, I I really want to take Brandon and other people down there to be like, see this that shit. Yeah, let's just go back to this. Yeah, because I re- you know I remember now because I forgot this. Like freshman year, you remember I was going to a whole bunch of parties, and then fucking parties. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until I think I had like I got to that two thousands party uh, for like graduation, and I was just like, oh, like. I think I remember why I stopped going. I was like, I don't really like mess with parties. These parties are because those parties are fucking scams, dude. Yeah, it just the whole graduation week thing was, was the, fuck was a yeah. scam. And I'm like, y'all niggas fell for that. That's your fault. Yeah, that's, that's true. your fault. That's true. I thought it was gonna be something to live for, you know? Hell no, yeah. dude. My my girlfriend was just like, you should go, and I'm just saying. Like, See, my mom tried. Okay. <laughs> See, here's the thing. My mom tried to make me do the same thing. You should go. You should go to these parties. Like fuck no, these like there are subtle signs to yeah. figure out shit not hidden, and I made it. I made a, I made a, <laughs> I made a, I, 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 <laughs> shit just, not hidden. I got foresight. I made a whole clairvoyant nigga, but I whole, <laughs> <laughs> but I made a whole PowerPoint. Yeah, turn it in as a project for English about the the ten things you should watch out for for these parties, and these about these parties that you do freshman year or whatever. Nah. Yeah, if if there's a whole thing where they got to skip the lines ticket, oh, and then an extra skip the line ticket, it's not a go. Get the fuck out! Don't yeah. pay because that skip the line ticket is just another line ticket. It really, it, and then at the front of the line, if you're a dude, they're like, yeah, and uh, even though you got a ticket from before, we're taking fifteen extra. <laughs> you want the party or no? Yeah, you're like bro, like I've you, been waiting for like a good like forty. Don't minutes. Don't tell that to the security guards that be wearing do rags but bald headed. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't, remember don't like be doing that. They did that to me when I was 18 and I was just like, bro, but ugh, 
Bro, fine. I, I got to skip. I was stupid. I got to skip the line ticket for this party. It was called Project X. By the way, if there's any party that's called Project don't X, don't go. Don't fucking I go. I went to that too. Project X. First of all, not that great of a film. It's a fun film, but not yeah. that great of a film. True. Second of all, Project X was a party taking place in a house. To call a party in a rundown club in a bad part of the neighborhood, <laughs> Project X, that's hell nah, bro. But yeah. yeah, second that was second thing. Third thing, if again, security guards that have a fucking do rag on, yeah, but have a little strand of hair or no hair at all, watch out. Them niggas are killers. They coming out straight from the pen. Mm-hmm. Bro, watch out for them. And they crazy. They will jack your shit. Fourth, uh, if you go inside the club and it's crowded as fuck and it's run down, don't go. Leave. Get the fuck out. If they're playing the same song every oh fucking time. Oh, my God. I've been to those. Oh, my God. If they're playing oh. the same song, get that DJ out the fucking booth. I was like, why? Why? Or am just I here? leave. There yeah. was that one time I went to that Project X party during homecoming. Bro, all I could tell was that there was everybody was on the dance floor and just crowded up and shit. And these white dudes just coming up, standing their authority like they owned everybody. Yeah, I was like, what? It was so weird. But I came in and I, I got twerked on like maybe one time. And then, uh, and then I was just like, wow, I can't believe this. But that felt wrong. Because <laughs> I was like. You're like, I don't know if I like this. And it wasn't because of the person that twerked on me. It was just the fact that. That, you know, that was what went down. And I was like, this is wrong. And then I, I went with Clarkston and Brandon and everybody. But I, I took a. Before I had my car, I took a lift. I wish I had a fucking car. Oh my god! Oh my god! Lifts is like, I mean, like it's the best thing when you don't have a car, but it's still robbing you. Like, bro, fifteen dollars one way to fifteen dollars back. I spent thirty dollars on something that I could have spent on gas for a car and still had more left over. I spent a hundred dollars on lift ride. Oh hell, to and back because it was it was homecoming and niggas was just upcharging. It was so bad. If you were a lift driver around that time, you were making. Bunk. Oh, it was amazing, dummy, bro, dude, dude. The driver who was driving me back to the dorms, I asked him how much money you made last week. He said I've made about eh, four thousand dollars, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Wow, this dude, this guy was fucking working. Uh, yeah, those parties. Uh, uh, also, I, I would just say those parties are just stupid. Those yeah. parties are just ridiculous. Uh, I did not like those at all. Um. When they had the whole senior week, I was just like, this is stupid. This is fucking stupid. Yeah. I wish I knew you were in Atlanta because I held a kickback because I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this. Like, this Who is all stupid. came to the kickback? So it was Guyton, Elena, uh, some of uh, Elena's, like, like her sister, and then, like, I guess her, like, cousins, Dante and his family. Yeah, Dante. Yeah, yeah uh, like, his cousins. And then. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, those are cool people, but I don't. Oh. I'm just not in that oh. group. And then Brandon was there, and I don't know. Carson was with his girlfriend. He, you know, yeah. he booed up. I get it. Yeah, he cool, but like they all cool. But it's like I, I've not been in that group as much. So it's just like okay. And I was with my family because the same mm-hmm. day we first got in was my mom's birthday. Really? So like Saturday was my mom's birthday. The next day was graduation, and then Leah coming to town, and I was just like, okay, fuck everybody else. It's me and my girl. Oh wait, so you came in on that Saturday? Came in on that Saturday. The next day was graduation. Uh, see, you know, I had the kickback on that Friday. So yeah, so it's okay. Yeah. It's it's all fine. It was good. I mean, did everything we had to do. Leah and I finding apartments, 
Bro, wait, are you guys living together now? Hell no. <laughs> oh, I was, like, wait, I was like, wait, what? Hell no. No, I the, miss. Uh, uh, I won't go into full detail, but okay, fair, fair. But uh, I was finding apartments, helping her find apartments for herself. In mm. Atlanta, da- downtown Atlanta, for apartments is ratchet as fuck, dude. Wait, is she moving to Atlanta then? Yeah, she gonna work at Deloitte. Oh, congrats, congrats. Yeah, congrats to her. Yeah. Oh wow! You yeah. got all the bells and whistles. Look at yeah. <laughs> Get on my level, bitch. <laughs> but no, nah, I helped her out. But um, yeah, man, just Atlanta. That parties, fuck all them parties. Especially all the people who went to parties during the pandemic and said fuck masks. Man, fuck all them niggas. I'm sorry. Yeah, those people are trash. But all right, so it's been a part of that time to where we've already gotten to pretty much the the root. Everything we want to talk about. For sure. Now we're just fucking around and talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, we just fucking around and talking. Hey man, we just we could talk for days. That's what I remember. Um, bro. Okay, let's bring into something a little bit more. Um, this will be kind of like our last serious topic, and then we'll kind of ride off into the sunset with this. But okay. Uh, let's talk about this whole situation with just technology and race. This whole gap between it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. So, well, actually, kind of give me like the spectrum. So, so let me let me give you a story. So, uh, there was this article regarding with North Carolina A and T and Howard University. Mm-hmm. Basically, HBCUs were complaining to Google about how a lot of people who were going as Google interns uh, were African Americans who were going as Google interns from HBCUs weren't getting the necessary care or. They weren't following their the Google wasn't following their commitment. And there is a whole thing that was made saying that, well, the reason why they're not doing as well as we want them to be is because African-Americans are not as inept as going into the technology field or not inept and going to like a computer software or engineering. And it's just like this is something to where it's like it doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter who you are. You have to work in and you have to get in. And frankly, there's not enough African-Americans to pull the pool from. When I first read it, I thought it was bullshit. That's some shit. That It's bullshit. And you know what? I'm not as surprised they said that. You know why? It's because one of the people that are on my team, he entered uh, with Google multiple times, and he thinks Google is racist. He just does. He's just like, yeah, I think they don't care about African Americans, and I've seen how they treated me. And he does it because he's just like, you know, but I want to get paid, you know? And I get that. I mean, he's a coder, like. That's his job. And I told him, you know, maybe try Apple. But, um, you know, and he's he's at the point, I mean, he gets like 4.0s all the time. So he could do that, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm not surprised Google were to say that. And I think it's looking, messed up. Looking up the article right now. But yeah. yeah. Uh, this, is, this is like times where I wish I had my phone on me. No, I, I was okay. trying to focus you. for this. No, I got you. It's just the thing with... Uh, I'm just looking at these articles where more people are growing with it. But I just remember it was a, it was a couple articles where this one woman who graduated from HBCU, who was a spokesperson for them for a long, for a long time, came out and said, hey, Google's cool. It's great on your resume. But when you go in there, it's bullshit. You know, people doing like this readiness program where they come in with a class of like 500 or 50 people right. and only about like 10 people graduate from the program and go into Google. And even when they go into Google, it's like, oh, I'm struggling because you didn't really teach me that well. And it's just like, listen, you got to make it do what it do. You got to keep going. And you, you know, making the excuse saying that there's not a lot of African-Americans to pull from that are 
are good with computer science. I'm sorry. To me, that's a little bit bullshit because we're talking about people who who work from nothing to do what they want to do in right. computer science or in engineering, and and you telling them they got to work faster, they got to work harder, and there are so many things to go into it about how they're wrong, but. No, yeah, no, and it actually, it makes me upset because it's like they think HBCUs are, like, easy. You like, Oh, hell no. It's you know easy. what? Like, the acceptance rate for, like, Morehouse might be, like, you know, 70-something percent or whatever, but the retention rate, so basically people going out and finishing Morehouse is way lower, but that's because it weaves through, you know, who can handle it and who can't. You know, these HBCUs, I mean, they're black ivies. That's what they were known as. That's how they are known as. That's what they are. All right? They, we don't have, like, you know, stupid people come from them and then go to these things. I mean, for Google to even get them on their radar has to say something. Apple, you know, all these other, you know, tech industries or, you know, whatever industry you're in. And, um, you know, I think it's crazy that they're having this type of conversation because it shows me that they're not catering towards people's needs. They're not watching and not carefully, you know, aiding people. They're just going ahead and saying, you know, uh, you know, I don't think our black candidates really can do it. Let's just slip them off. And that's the thing. You can't be doing that shit because that just puts them in no. a terrible situation. And you know what's wild is, I mean, because this is, this is what the HBCUs are trying to prep us for this is this is it. This is it. Like the conversation we're having right now is the reason why we went there to have a connection base. When companies like this try to screw us over and tell us that we're not good enough, and we have the connection base to show them that one we are, and then two get us into a place that shows that that we can adequately show our strengths. I mean, this is the whole reason. So you so you know how like my dad is like Kayla Madison's like uh mentor, right? Yeah, shout out to her. Yeah. Uh, we base hold on, just let y'all guys know we did an episode I did an episode with her with her with her her podcast of uh, the Blue Record. Pretty good episode, guys. Check it out. Go ahead and go forward. Uh really cool with her. But yeah, you told me about how your dad was her mentor. Right. And she she is big name on campus. Definitely. And definitely congrats to your school, John Hopkins size. I really Really appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, like I was saying, like, that program solely exists because of the racism that undergoes within the U.S. government. That goes yeah. within, you know, being a diplomat and how they treat certain people in that realm. That's right. the biggest reason that place exists. Because instead of, like like I said, like I said, with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, we had an individual conversation. But instead of changing the person um so basically this is the premise of the story because i can't just you know come out and just say it uh basically rich dad poor dad um sum it up at one point the kid was trying to learn how to be rich the guy wasn't uh he pretty much told the kid like work at this place for free for me the guy's been working there for like months you know goes in there he's like okay you haven't taught me anything um so what's going on and the guy's just like look like, you know, you could either quit or not. And the guy's like, well, why, why can't you just teach me or give me a raise, you know? And the guy's just like, well, you can quit. And so basically what ends up happening is he's telling him that you can't change him. The only person you can change in that moment is yourself. You know, you can't force me to give you a, a raise. And you, even if you go to a different company, you're probably going to find yourself in the same position you are in right now. So with this, what 
they're doing is putting more blacks in in those types of positions, more blacks in that realm to push people and to make sure that, you know, racial or, you know, discriminatory acts don't, you know, get away as much as they are being getting away with. Because, you know, there's not a lot of, I will be honest, there's not a lot of blacks that have graduated, like, from college. And, you know, the few that are, are, like, you know, the few black intellectuals that we have, you know, we really are having to work together on making sure we're okay. And so... Yeah, it's real shit. I mean, like, having that, you know, type of connection within places like that, within tech you know come kind of like you know coming back you know that's something that we kind of need within tech and there's just not i mean there's just not a lot of black holders like if you had asked me in high school if i knew anybody that was black and that was like going into coding i mean i was at a pwi at a boarding school and i like knew like very little i i knew very little blacks in general like i had like two people that were black in my grade Mm -hmm. so it's just like Going from that to like, you know, what I have at Morehouse and, you know, HBCUs, black intellectuals and, you know, us having to stick together because it's important no matter what beef we have, you know, it's important to stick together because that's what makes us stronger in the end. I, I believe that. Yeah. Well, while you were going in, I was looking up this article. Well, yeah, no problem. I at where it says back in January 20, 20th. I'll, I'll read it from you. You don't have to come closer. Oh, yeah. But no, uh, Google CEO to meet with HBCU presidents after racism allegations January 20th, 2021. This is from Inside Higher Education. Google CEO Sundar Pakai will meet with five presidents of historically black colleges and universities next week after two former Google employees accused the company of racial discrimination. Last month, two black former Google employees, April Curley, a diversity recruiter and timid Gebru, an artificial intelligence researcher, tweeted that they were fired from the tech giant after voicing concerns about how, about how few black people worked at Google and how those employees were treated. Curly oversaw HBCU recruitment and said several of her superiors believed HBCU computer science graduates didn't have the technical skills to work for Google. HBCU leaders were troubled by these allegations. This is from Larry Robinson, president of Florida A&M University. We were not willing to stand by on this issue and let it go. When our students have the opportunity to go into the world of work and the world of work has an opportunity to work with our talented students, it's important that they are provided an environment that is appreciative and respects who they are. Uh, they ended, he ended up meeting, the president of, the CEO of Google ended up meeting with uh, Howard, North Carolina A&T, Perry View, and Morgan State. They've put in more people to come in uh, and, and I think this was the meet, this is the article I saw. This is the one I think on CNN. Um, it's a long article. I believe it. I mean, it's such an extensive I mean, conversation. And, and it's crazy because it's like, this is also part of conversation where when George Floyd died, uh, companies are talking about, they're going to increase the amount of African-Americans, uh, coming into their workforce and creating pipeline programs you know, companies are doing everything they can to be there for the African American community. My question is, will they really? Like, there, there, like you have a good amount of companies that were. I don't know. You have representation, and then you had a good amount of companies that were just doing it to save ass, so nobody be like, "Hey, them motherfuckers are racist." No, yeah, and I'm, I'm like, okay, so like, you're gonna let in more black people. So for how long? Like, how long does this last? You know. And then what, what, you know, you know, it's real shit. It's just, sometimes it's just a cover story just to say like, we're cool. But at the end of the day, they're going to, you don't know what's happening behind the, behind the scenes. And you're just like, oh, it's bullshit. Yeah. Why, why doesn't this end up like Biden when he was saying like, oh yeah, I'll pay for everybody's like 
debt, student debt. Oh my god! Uh, d- yeah, don't get me started on that. That's some bullshit. Wait, okay, I should have. I should have just been a lot more. Don't don't. Okay, first of all, there's gonna be a side note. <laughs> you know what? No, we're not gonna do that yet. Yeah. Right, let's get into this. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's just it's not it's not false promises because they're doing it in the moment. But it's like it, um, it's, it's a putting a situation under control. It's a night. Well, it's an it's looking at what potentially may happen, or like for some of those companies are saving ass. Because I won't say every company, every organization is trying to say we're just doing this. No, shit. I would never say that. Yeah, but because, but there are some that are just are. like we're trying to save face so we can we won't have to lose any revenue or any yeah. money, or just you know get a lot of slander for it. It's like, you know, with Nike, I feel like Nike does a lot, but they're the one that has sweatshop workers, you know, with mm-hmm. Google, Microsoft, well, Google, I don't know about Microsoft, but Google, definitely kind of a racist company where you think about how much they, there's a lot of discrimination. Uh, they put other people at a higher pedestal and it's just like, yeah, that that's that shit right there. Uh, but I put it like this. When they do shit like this, you always got to wonder, are you doing it for real? Or are you doing it because it will be a nice headline? And no one, and you don't have to worry about nobody reading through the article because the headline is so nice that no one will read through the details. And that's why we always have to go through the details and figure out what's happening. Right. It's like reading fine print. If you're not, it's like with a, like a contract or anything. Yeah, you can read the words in bold as saying, "Hey, this is what this contract says. This, this, this," and you should be cool. Yeah. But you got to read the fine print and be like, "Okay, what the fuck is going on? What is actually happening?" Because there are things right there you may not read and be like, "Oh, I'm fucked." No, it, it's important. It, it's really important So I, I would say with that But yeah The reason why I bring it up Is because You know We're both from an HBCU Morehouse College Where we right. had to deal with that You're in dual degree engineering mm-hmm. And Basically you are Something to where A lot of White people You know Say like Oh you're You're not really possible at all Or like Even if you get there It's like You're not at the same level Yeah it's just like else. Do you exist? It's like God damn I didn't know you Right you Black people actually did Computers No it It you know what's crazy is, uh, I don't know. I mean, for people who went to a PWI, they'll be like, "Well, you're not like them," you know. They're like, you're not, you're not like them. Like, you know, you're you're, you're different. Not, you're like us. What you mean? What the like, fuck? Like, what is man? that? Like, what does that mean? You're like, all is this brother. a cult? Like, did I not? Did I join a cult by accident? Like, what the fuck? It kind of makes me go back to when we went to, went to Georgia Tech to study. Yeah, and. and and black, and then we saw them two black girls, mm-hmm. and they looked down at us like we were just some niggas, for real. Because I remember we told them we went to Morehouse, and then that's when they they changed that. They thought we went there, and then they were just switched up on us. And I was just like, "What?" There I was, was that, like, and then there was those two girls that like looked from us from on top, and we just said, "Hey, what's up?" We getting Panera bread. They're like, "Hey," yeah. And they just looked at us, and I was just like, "Yeah, they think we niggas." <laughs> yeah, and but, you know what? Then. What happens is, and that, I will be honest with you, that could have easily had been me if I had chose Virginia Tech, because I had a scholarship there, I was going to go, and my dad taught me about, you know, what it means to have a community that watches your back, (laughs) and um, you know what, I hope and I pray to God, I do not want them to go through anything, but I mean, from what I've seen from a lot of people who, you know, who are kind of like on their own, it's just them, you know, yeah. like, like in the situation with the, you know, with the Google where those two, um, you know, the, the two African-American, African-American people got fired. They had Howard and all these other schools fight for their defense. 
you know. But what happens if they just went to a regular school? They, they ain't they ain't gonna say shit unless it's unless it looks bad for them. A big thing. It's like one of those things where. That's the one good thing about HBCUs. If you hear some shit like that happen and you just put it out there and people know, HBCUs yeah. will have your back. It's the now, black connect. It, because they know it's just like it's that family dynamic where you're just like, we're going to have your back because you're like our sons and daughters. We're going to make sure that you're good. We know you can, you know, you out there doing good shit. We know how much you really are out in the world. We're not going to. We're not going to put you out there and say you ain't do you you slacking. There's no fucking way. No, for sure. And that is good. They will have your back no matter what happens, if you're right or wrong. And it's cool. Yep. Um, Man, just, yeah, like, it brings me back to the times we went to Georgia Tech because we did get a lot of yeah, crazy Yeah, it eyes. was weird because I was like, Cause I, I, I shouldn't went, feel like this. Yeah, but I did. I, it That's was, not fair. It's depressing to be at a situation to where you go to an all-white school no, 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 no. I'll say it like this. It's depressing to come from an all-black school where everyone's potential is through the roof. And then you go to a white school where you have very few people that look like you that has that potential. And when you do, they're on the verge of a mental breakdown, seeing if they can hang. And then you see other black people working in those uh, little cafeterias or their little food stops, and white people be treating them like shit. It is. That was... I always made this thing where it's just like, damn, I'm com-. like, it made me go crazy. The fact that it opened my eyes, like, I'm going to HBCU, I'm in Atlanta, and I'm seeing majority of black people working in these low level jobs, just trying to make ends meet. It's working two to three jobs, and I'm over here. Ridiculous. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's it's like, how is this even? How is this even a thing, man? So I, I just thought I'd bring that up because it was interesting. Like, dude, like with dual degree engineer, I remember like the stories I heard about that. Oh my god, dual degree! <laughs> uh, Y'all niggas, oh fuck! Yeah, so Did, aren't they getting rid of that program? Didn't it already they already not gonna get rid of it. No. Well, that's good and bad. I mean, yeah, okay. So I have like, I think the dual degree is good, but you got to start out a certain way. You can't start out like a normal college kid who like comes in maybe taking like pre-calculus or like let's say like college algebra or you know what you also have to have your language requirement all the way down or at least have like one year of it and then there's something else like you have to at least have like an english or maybe a bio done so it's like the dual degree is already imposing that you're darn near like finished like a couple of classes right and so from then on you know you get into these classes that are rigorous like Infamous Howard class for how, of like mechanics and E and M. I know multiple people who've retaken that class just because it is thrashing. It is just it's just you don't know how to operate in it because he puts questions on there that you've never really had to deal with. Right. I think Malik was the only. Oh, I'm sorry. I think Malik was the only person who uh who ended up busting through that class. It was it was Malik and then Jaden Siner. But I mean, like I took uh, mechanics with Malik. And, um, you know, he had a hard time. He had a hard time. I heard legends that he was busting through that motherfucker. You know what? He said it was probably, I talked to him recently. Uh, He said it was still probably his second hardest class with, like, some computer science class being the hardest. But, I mean, the fact that it made to number two, and he didn't, he was so, he, I wouldn't say scared, but he was so unsure about taking E&M at Morehouse, he took it somewhere else. Because yeah. he, he was just like, no, like, Howard's going to kill me. 
I'm over here worried as he he over here going crazy over E and M and and mechanics. I'm over here busting my ass and visual fucking art. <laughs> hey bro. Bro. <laughs> if I oh my god. Hey dude. man, I can relate. I can relate how things are for you though. Bro. Shit. But no, I mean, yeah, just seeing I will say this from somebody I was always been the guy that hang, that hung around some of the engineers and the computer science majors. You, for Brandon, sure. Carter, John, Clarkston. I mean, you guys were tired as fuck. And I remember there was a lot of people who dropped that shit and ended up doing something else. Yeah, because what they ended up doing was either straight physics yes. or they ended up going to computer science. Or they just said, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, or, or that, you know? And I've seen a lot of people go through that. Bro, um, there was a dude I remember who was, in, who was in dual degree. Mans did not come back next semester. He said, well, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. This man never come back, came back. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the first class, you take auditorium and you blow it down to, like, a couple of seats. And it's crazy because they literally go out on the first day. They're like, y'all think you want to be engineers. But let's see. <laughs> yeah. They say, let's let's go. Y'all think y'all want to do this. But y'all, y'all don't want the heat. Y'all don't want the smoke. Niggas, and he was right. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. He said it happens every year. Dr. Lawrence used to tell me all the time. And this is the cool thing about him. He will say... You think you want to do something until you get into it. You realize you don't. don't. Yeah, and, and then you're and then you're stuck there and shit without you're in shit creek without a paddle. But that's life, Whatever. you know. Like you got to find out for yourself, right? Yeah, you got to find that out. You're so young, you can make as many mistakes. I won't say as many mistakes, but you can make <laughs> enough mistakes to like come back from it. Like, okay, here's the deal. I, I found uh, inspiration from you guys from everything to go do all that shit. Because when I was definitely doing it, I was like off. Oh, Fuck no. <laughs> and I started realizing that every major isn't the same. Yeah. This is no disrespect to anybody who does well. If you get a 4.0 and everything, I'm like, good for you. But I respected more the people who did dual degree, who did physics, who did all that chemistry, everything, double major, more. And But, and you know, yeah. fuck. It's just because it, it's a lot more work. And I think people really don't understand. Because I remember just taking like gen chemistry for, 111 and 112 but i mean it was chem for like chem majors too yeah um i remember you were in like a chem lab with me yeah because it was five hours i was like bro five who hours needs to learn for five hours straight but there was a guy there who was like our proctor yeah he he, he had a son he yeah cool. i remember him his son would come in every now and then he was, he was real good people real cool son now he was an asshole in terms of that grading oh for sure but, i'd be like this doesn't equate but he worked with uh he worked with the uh, with the interim president for his cigar bars. Mm. Man made like five hundred dollars a week. That I didn't. Know. You want to know a fun tip? What I found out that um, Howard on his off time when he's not in his office hours, it better not be no sexual shit. <laughs> I don't know, like how much you want to know. All right. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right, we're done. We're done. Get the show going. Get the show together. All right. hey, <laughs> hey, hey, man, hey, man. I'm just trying to tell you what's good. No, no. Um, he works. <laughs> no, he he actually volunteers his time to work at the um, courthouse. Oh really? Yeah, I'm like, what? Why? Because these professors got lives too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
What life? This guy goes becomes a physics E and M. You like, think, you think every you think every professor just goes to class and then they go home and be like, and then, all right, off to torture more professors, more students. Like, but no, he just goes and just like, yeah, and casually, I could be a lawyer someday. And this is like, what? No, this doesn't equate. Like, I found out that like, okay, you you be surprised what these professors do on their off time. Like, I found out that one professor, um. He was from like like my my past semester. Yeah, he's a high school teacher and he's a professor at a wholly different college. What? So he's do, he's a professor at two different schools and a high school teacher at one school. He got three fucking jobs. <laughs> he Bro. said, "I got three phones. <laughs> I, got, I got three fucking different emails. Don't email me on this email. Email me on this email." And there was one time where uh, I think Dr. Lawrence had saw me at a basketball game when I was refereeing. Mm-hmm. That referee for state of Georgia. He saw me refereeing. He was like, "Mr. Malone." I was like, "Dr. Lawrence, what the fuck you doing here?" Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "My daughter's refereeing. You're refereeing my daughter's game." I was like, "Oh, that's your daughter? Like, Shit, she sucks." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Hey, man, I don't know how to tell you this, but she ain't made a shot today, bro. She got to stop filing over here, man." <laughs> She, she out here filing players. Why the fuck she reaching? <laughs> but, oh man, no. Nah, it you'd be surprised what these professors do on the off time. I, mean, I just I just told you a story about a professor went to a Chris Brown concert, came back with weed, and was 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 drunk, was tipsy. They are interesting people. I would say like They're cool. What I've noticed is a lot of intellectual people, at least on the higher spectrum. If you get to know them, they do some wild shit that they won't tell people. They do some wild. Yeah. Stop. And you look at them like, Doc- like, why aren't you? No- <laughs> like, Dr. I thought you were normal, bro. Doctor Young, like, I think about Doctor Young. He's like the one guy who is like he he's open about his life, but he's not too open. Mm-hmm. But he's real dope. This man is, you know what I'm talking about, right? Doctor Young. Yeah, I know Doctor Young. Swole ass. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, what the- we used to call him, <laughs> Swole Lee or Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah, we used to call <laughs> we used to call him Optimus Prime. This man. Okay, I made a joke. Class, somebody had told me this, but I made a joke to my parents. I said, going to Dr. Young's class in person at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like going to football conditioning. Because <laughs> not only does this man has a look of a football player, but this man will, will get on your ass like it's football, like it's a, like it's a football uh, practice, like it's football practice or Bro. conditioning. This man will condition your brain to do good. And then you figure out what he be doing on his off time. This man is benching 300. <laughs> what? Squatting full 25. It's, you know, it's not that hard to believe because he's just like, he he been up there, you know? He's been up there, bro. He's like, yo, that whole chemistry department is fire. Yeah. You know, I, I wish I got to know more of them because I love Dr. Morris. You know, amazing teacher. She's cool. Yeah, but, but I never really got to like know chemistry department because I only like yeah, took ke- bro, gen ed. Was, was, was Guy in the chemistry major? Guy was. See, yeah, because I saw a picture of him accepting an award from uh, Dr. Dr. Young. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'll say this on air right now. Chemistry majors, Morehouse, have gone to medical school more times than people from the bio department. Really? Yes. I, wh- what? Because the chemistry department, no, because you have two professors that mm-hmm. have no the MCAT and the GRE back and forth. So they will help you out. That's okay. And then you have those professors that are like, this is what you need to do to get to medical school. While the bio department It's just kind of left to your own devices, huh? Yeah, and all them niggas went to go do research. That's kind of how the physics department is, especially with like going to your next engineering school. 
you're like, hey, so like, what do I need to do? And they're like, we don't know. Static, <laughs> like static, like, and you'll be like, uh, uh <laughs> have you, have you, have you, and you figure it out yourself because you buy, you'd be calling these other schools and you'd be like, hey, bro, um, like, have I'm you not, ever heard of uh, <laughs> Morehouse? I'm not gonna lie, does to it you. ring a bell? <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking lie to you, bro. If I would have liked math more, been better at math, I would have been a chemistry major. Really? Yes, bro. Because there are so many cool things with chemistry that I liked that I would have wanted to do. But how I far did you get in the chem department? Or orgo, or, or chem, or chem, or orgo, orgo chem too. There was one point I was about to take physical chemistry, and I was like, "Fuck Ooh, that!" I would have been. You know I what? Died. But chem would have been harder. P chem would have been terrible for me. I would have been. Cried every night, yeah, not knowing what the fuck I'm doing. PCAM has actually some E and M in it. Yeah, I was like, fuck this shit, I can't do this. And I was just like, E and M is in chemistry. I was like, when does it stop? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like this, yo, man, like, fuck, biology's cool, but like with chemistry and everything going on, it was great. Mm-hmm. I felt like with chemistry, I would have gotten a better advisor, an advisor who was cool, an advisor who was nice. Right. Uh, except for the advisor that I got, wasn't that. Oh, this man did some. Dumb <laughs> shit. That sounds this like this man did some dumbass shit that may have helped me graduate. Word, I'm not. Hey man, hey, just like count your blessings, man. Like, Bro, this man, you here now? I'm gonna leave it up. Don't ever, don't, ever, <laughs> don't, don't CC your dad's CEO mm. on an email. Don't ever fucking do that. It's the dumbest thing you can do. That, that's all I can fucking say. That's all I can do. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's it's dumb. How do we how do we get from tech giant to this, bro? If I ever knew, I don't fuck. You could hear it as, as we re, like go through it. And you're like, hmm, I gotta you know edit this, edit this, and be like, man. So that's how we got here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we got about like a good uh, three and a half minutes left before we kind of wrap it up. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, I mean, I would just say um, straight up in terms of any, uh, have you thought about doing your own podcast? You know what? I get, I'll be honest, I get scared when I do podcasts. Like, I just, I just get super nervous. And it is, it, it takes me this initial, like, and then I'm like, oh, this is like tennis, you know? Like, I, you know, just talk casually. And it's not until then I'm good. I, I, I suck at interviews. I think my girlfriend has interviewed me at least a couple of times. And she's like, Zach, like, why can't you just get this right off the first go? And I'm like, I I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, these questions seem so hard. And they're, like, hey. about me and my dyslexia. And I'm just like, I just, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> you'd be, you be like Percy Jackson. You, the words just rearranging right. shit. I'd be like, I, I just, <laughs> I just try to live. <laughs> Bro, now speaking of your girl, I might have to contact her for social media advertising. You know what? She's really great about it. And actually, we're uh, discussing it right now when it comes to. Um, I may need to. I may need to figure out what her rates are. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like you know, she'll she'll <laughs> she'll help you out. She definitely has rates. She's been. Uh, she got rates, nigga. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. I, man, hey. I thought I was getting a social. Bro, you might be able to get a discount, but she because she does this for a professors. Discount. She does this for professors. That's how she makes her like uh, income on the side, and nigga, she also he, works for other companies. Hey, nigga, you got a coupon code? <laughs> hey, man, try my homie for life twenty one. <laughs> Invalid. Fuck. <laughs> I thought this shit worked. Hey, I, I, 
Hey Bro. man, maybe we need to just go to Kroger and get some type of coupons. <laughs> Start looking through the magazines. Hey man, you think this is valid? Bro, she better have a Groupon code. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Groupon. Groupon is so slept on. Bro, she got it, bro. But, but, but I'm at the, because the thing about me is that, mm-hmm. okay, I think if you're really into it, you should do, podcasting is cool because it gives you a wider audience. Right, But sure. uh, the thing with podcasting is that it can progressively get harder because you got to figure out things on the fly. I'm trying to figure out advertising and trying to market shit. It you, has been tough. You know what? Uh, it's crazy that we are talking about like marketing in this way because um, one of the future steps for my company is um, after a certain time we have gotten like payments and stuff like that, I will have to start a blog. I'll have to start a blog and I'll have to have news updates and everything. So Go it's on. like I'm already thinking about stuff like that because that's part of my business plan. You know, I meet up with my SCORE mentor. And if anybody knows what SCORE mentor is, it's uh, somebody that works for the SBA, which is the small business association the government has for businesses. And they pretty much go ahead and vet your you know business plan. And they say, like, this is what's going to work. This is what's not, you know, and they keep you within SEC laws. Uh, but, um, you know, I have to think about these things, like what my company looks like in five years and have somebody look at it who's a professional and that can really say, like, it's going to work or it's not. Well, okay. You know what? No, I just, this came out of my mind. And I know we said we had like a, a minute and Bro, 30 left. Go ahead. This will be the last thing. Uh, do you know what a rock brunch, a rock nation brunch nigga is? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is something that I need to understand. Okay, okay. Because okay. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a quiz, and I'm gonna explain what a Rock Nation brunch nigga is. Do you, do you always tell niggas you gotta hustle, fuck sleep? Right, you ain't getting no slick. Real hustlers don't get sleep. No, real hustlers sleep. Real hustlers sleep. <laughs> okay. okay, good shit. Yeah. Uh, if you want to operate the next day, like you better <laughs> nigga get your sleep. Like, uh, do you tell niggas to? Do you tell niggas to make money do any means necessary in, t- in terms of scamming? Or do you tell niggas just take that stimulus check and use it to get an LLC and then scam your way through the IRS? No, there's no way to scam yourself through the IRS. They, I mean, they keep track of everything. Okay, good shit, good shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you look up to Diddy or Jay Z? <laughs> or can I say neither? <laughs> you don't look up to okay. Diddy, like I feel I like understand. they're both kind of like they're good, but I mean, like I feel like they're just not. You know, it, it was weird because I didn't really like remember artist's name until like I really got to Jay- my house. <laughs> People were like, "Yeah, you know of uh, J Cole," and I was just like, "I think well, I've I seen Jay-Z. that." Jay Z, Jay Z, yeah, I know Jay Z, but I oh, mean, yeah, like, yeah, I think he's all right. Like, I think he's good as a businessman, and he has a really good black uh, community, and he's always been like true to his fan base. Um, but don't don't tell me he's like an okay rapper though. Is that no he's good he's okay, good. good he's good, good like good, good. i will never like you know dog him okay i was gonna kill you if you said i just no. don't see him as like somebody <laughs> i would look up to i'd be like i mean he aight what huh <laughs> <laughs> bitch <laughs> i'm gonna kill you fight me yeah <laughs> <no>. <laughs> hold on hold on hold on i got something for you shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
Bruh, okay. But no, no, no. Only reason why, because a Rock Nation brunch nigga. Okay. This is something that uh, Aliyah and I have come up with, including other people on Twitter. Rock Nation brunch nigga are basically those types of dudes who talk up, who look up to Diddy and Jay Z, who talk about they got to hustle to keep doing all this shit. And it's basically just another way of saying scamming. Or they try to say, like, it doesn't matter where you come from. It's kind of like the personification of pick yourself up by your bootstraps mentality and do whatever you want. You know what that is, right? I pick up. I think that's just like you know, get off your ass and work. Get off your ass and work. Like any excuse you make, like anything you say. To re- the reason why the re- your reasoning of not being able to get up on top or achieve your goal oh, is your fault. It's your fault. It's nothing else. But then, say like say for po- Republicans. Republicans will okay. say. Republicans will say like, oh. The reason why black people can't achieve what they want to do is because they don't work hard enough. They don't do this. They don't do that. Right. But then there's an African-American woman that has three jobs, you know, has, you know, two kids. Yeah, define the odds. Define the odds, all this stuff. And they talk about they want to do this, but they couldn't because of societal norms, family norms, shit that happened to them in the past. But then you have Republicans saying that, hey, you just didn't work hard enough. In terms of niggas, oh my god, I hate that. Yeah. In terms of niggas, it's more of less. You ain't getting money like me because you didn't put in enough work. Oh, what's that? You 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 got shit going on with your family, nigga. Fuck that. That's an excuse. Oh, you got some shit where your background, you're poor. You low key. Fuck that. You can do shit. It sounds like those forex guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. basically L- that. I heard you this before. You got to spend money to make money. Oh, you don't want to spend this money? money? You don't want to pay this time into it? You know, it really comes into, like, what I believe is, is like, you're a product of your environment, first and foremost. You know, the environment Ooh. you've been raised in is what you're going to learn, because that's what all you've really seen. You know, you can learn things from books, but, I mean, like, you're really going to navigate life by the people that you've been around, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, I think, you know, you do have to work hard for what you want in life. Yeah, and I do like see that being like you know a, a foundation, but you also gotta understand what your strengths and weaknesses are. The more you know yourself, the more you're gonna understand how you can go through life. It's not as easy as saying just do it, like Nike, like just do it. Like no, it's not. It's it's one knowing yourself, knowing your environment, knowing how you perceive and work through things because even as me being dyslexic, I mean school is never easy. Right. I didn't even think I was gonna get past high school. So it's just like I had to find another way to teach myself. I had to go from what I learned from the class and go ahead and then teach myself another way. Yeah. Uh, and I still do that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like I said, knowing yourself, knowing your environment, and then putting in the hard work. And then you get something. Then you start having the foundations of something amazing. Yeah. I'm, that's good shit. Uh, only thing I will say is. Don't be lazy in what you do. Keep working towards right. it and keep going where you're going to go. But understand people's situations and understand that there are roadblocks ahead. Yeah. Don't be don't be a dumbass and don't be condescending. I will say if you love it, you'll do it. Yeah. If you don't love it, I mean, maybe that's not what you want to do. And you yeah. really got to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to be honest with myself. I was just like, do I okay. love physics? Well... Well, that being said, let's go ahead and end this episode of the Midnight Drop. VC, thanks so much for coming in. I really appreciate you coming. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Honestly, this was really fun. 
Yeah. And for you guys, thanks for tuning in. If you want to go ahead and listen to the podcast down below, listen to the comments down section right there to listen to all the different platforms. Also, if you have any comments, concerns, considerations, or rants, go ahead and email me at Jordan Cameron, C-A-M-M-O-N at Outlook.com. That's Jordan Cameron, C-A-M-M-O-N at Outlook.com. But that's it. That's an episode. Be on the lookout for new episodes of The Midnight Drop. This is your host, Jordan Malone. Peace.